0: all right hello hello everyone very special episode here today i'm joined by matt roski from cultivate elevate that is cultivate elevate on instagram cultivate elevate on youtube and cultivate elevate.com matt is very much like myself a person without official credentials who dedicates his time and energy to communicating health information, especially around the topic of electromagnetic frequencies and energy. Before we get started, just want to let you know, there are no sponsors here, there are no ads to read to you, and there will be no interruptions, but I've got to plug myself first. I do write books and sell books, and I disseminate health information. We give free health evaluations and protocols, whether you buy something from us or not, and you can find everything I do Including my books, the free versions of my books on audio and video, all of my various channels on YouTube and Instagram, and our contact information if you would like a health evaluation. You can find all of that on my website, noticebooks.org. Notice is spelled not us, so that's notusbooks.org. And with that out of the way, we can jump in. Hey Matt Roski, thank you so much for coming on. I asked you to come on here. You've got a voice for radio and a face for media. Honestly, I'm really impressed. It's not just that you're, you're looking good, but I do think that that is important in bringing forward, especially a controversial message. It never helped us to be associated with like far-right and, uh, you know, non-approachable type of people, right, that are telling you so-called truths out there. It was never really good for the truther community, So it's great to see a lot more stand-up kind of people presenting this. And I've been loving your content. I've been reposting your content on Cultivate Elevate. And of course, you've got CultivateElevate.com. And you talk a lot about things that I really don't know much about, like electroculture farming, getting higher yields using electricity and copper. You talk about structured water and LED lights and... I love these topics i'm happy to dive right in but i would love for you to introduce yourself i'm assuming most people would have never heard of you how did you get into this how long ago was it what happened
1: so i think i actually used to follow your page almost like eight years ago actually i think about it like back in the day when you were posting all the stuff about the towers so and you were doing all the stuff with the william uh with williams work and all of that i remember seeing all of those videos back, uh, probably, yeah, that had been six or seven years ago. Um, but I got into everything just, you know, through trial and error and having a lot of, it started with a lot of health issues. That's when it all began. I had a lot of health issues and I couldn't figure out what the root cause was. And I started getting into understanding what I was eating, what I'm putting into my body, you know, that if I'm putting, you know, pesticides and chemicals into my body, then that's going to just play a detrimental role on my health. And I was in the fitness world, you know, so I thought I was being healthy, but a lot of that stuff, unfortunately, there was a lot of hidden things, a lot of fillers, a lot of, you know, maltodextrin, citric acid, all these things that I was completely unaware of, which are all owned by Monsanto. And that was, you know, snuck in there and it was wreaking havoc on my health. And while I was getting into the whole understanding GMOs, uh, watching the documentary named GMOs Revealed, which was 22 hours long, as I started... Getting into those couple things, I started going into other things and learning different things about superfoods, like you were saying, even the stuff about electroculture, LEDs, uh, how we're never running out of water. You know, all these different topics because I realized we're hit with so many different angles of fear, 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 fear. You know, and there's that we never really have these, in my opinion, like solutions. So I wanted to start coming forward with having solutions instead of having fear. And then so I just started looking at, okay, here's what we have as an issue. How can I counter it, right? What, what is the solution? And that's kind of how our whole page and how our whole company kind of just took off. And it, it all took off. I, we started it all in 2020 during the nonsense when it all began. Mm-hmm. And it just grew since there.
0: Well, congratulations. Uh, you've blown up, I see, you know, doing great on YouTube and Instagram, even though you got deleted Uh, which, which is a pain, but it almost adds to the rep on, on Instagram. If you're an account that's been deleted, people really want to follow you. You know, they're really interested.
1: Yeah. And the thing is, is what you just said is, I mean, we got deleted for showing all the stuff that happened in 2020 with the advertisements, you know, based on the medical system. And I was showing all the ads, literally, they were advertisements that were created showing like that you should go take these poisons and put them into your body. And, you know, that was, I showed, like, I showed different professionals sitting side by side and all saying the same script. And the video shared, I think, about uh, anywhere from 2,000 or 5,000 times within the first five minutes of posting it. And I showed, like, all the other times in which the media has lied, right? Operation Mockingbird and that whole thing. And I showed all that and it went nuts. And then I woke up the next day and the page was gone. And I thought, well... (laughs) I guess I must have struck a nerve, you know, and whatever. But I, I'm, I'm like I said, and, and like you've been doing as well too. Putting out the truth is more important than just holding it back and then, you know, not, not not bringing forward this information because otherwise we just stay in this perpetual state and we keep repeating the same cycle over and over again. Similar to the cycle of 1976 with the swine flu, was the exact same playbook as 2020. You know, and you can look through and look at all the different timelines related to that, and we see these same exact things. We had energy crises, we had fast tracking, you know, we had meat crises, you had, you know, the the gasoline running out, all these things. And it's all the same stuff. So we have to be aware of the past, otherwise they'll keep just doing the same exact thing over and over and over again.
0: I could not agree more. And you said the solutions, right? I I see so much out there, so many accounts that are either just talking about problem or just talking about mysteries, you know, hidden history, what's went on in the past. There's no solutions in the past, right? And there is viable solutions on small scales and on large scales for the EMF problem. So that specifically, are you saying uh, in your health journey, you just kind of cleaned up everything all at once and you became aware of EMF sort of after that, but you started already getting healthier before that?
1: So I started getting healthy about eight years ago or so. I started understanding everything related to health. Um, But with the EMF related things, so if we go back in time, I lived in a building in 2019 and I did not know that it had towers inside the walls. Oh boy. And this was nuts because the building was beautiful. You know, if you came over, you'd be like, oh, it's a nice place, whatever you would never know. And I, what started happening is, and this was my story and kind of, how we created one of our first products, which was six mix and how it all goes hand in hand. But I had, I I started getting sleeping issues, right? I started like not sleeping. I started only sleeping in like 10 minute intervals. Right. And I would pretty much be like awake the entire time. And then I kind of started losing weight. Then I kind of started hearing like, not like voices, but like picking up on things, right. That are kind of like, I guess, transmuting through the ether. And I started having all these weird things. And it was about six months in. Now, weirdly enough, in the building in which I was living in, two people on the other side of the building had died in the building. And just within living there within the first three to four months. Total coincidence, and- right? Obviously. Yeah, total, <laughs> total coincidence. But one was an older person, and one was a younger person. And I was like, Okay, that's strange, you know? And people were telling me, like, yeah, it's kind of odd that, you know, some people have died in the building. And I'm like, yeah, it's really weird. And so, about five to six months in, you know, I started having all kinds of health issues and I started feeling all kinds of weird things. And I decided to buy an EMF reader and really kind of see what was going on with the whole EMF readings that are going on inside the building. So, I went around to all the different walls and I found out that on the other side of the unit that I was living in, There were 25 smart meters pinging so much radiation that it was reaching all the way to my unit and it was messing me up. And then I went on to like the first and second and third floor of the building where they have like, you know, like a lobby or like if they have like a, maybe a gym or things like that, the stuff was off the charts. They had even like a, a movie room, absolutely so high. You go up to the roof, same thing through the roof. And I was like, okay, this is what's doing it. Because every time I leave, I feel better. But when I'm here, I feel all messed up. And I noticed, too, that it was making me really, really irritable. Like I would get angry at every single thing. Like just the littlest things would pretty much kind of tick me off. And, you know, when I started getting into the research of EMFs and all the dangers, I, I, I knew about some of it, but I didn't live in it, right? I didn't really go down like every single video, every single book, every single everything until I actually lived in it. And so what happened was was I ended up moving out of there, going back to Chicago during 2020 and the whole when the when the nonsense all began. And uh I actually started feeling a much, much better. And I got into a mushroom which I thought was very fascinating. It was called the Mishima mushroom. And they were showing how that mushroom can be very healing for anybody who's been bombarded with radiation. So I thought, well, if this mushroom can work really well on that scale or for your, you know, for your cells and helping to repair then we should be consuming this. So I actually put that into a blend in our six mix blend on our website and started consuming that. I mean, so like, you know, tons of it, because I was like, I want to braille to bring back my health. And I started to notice that I started gaining weight again, started having more energy, started working out outside again, started feeling like myself. And I realized that there are certain foods or certain things that can protect and help assist in damage, right? Because- These EMFs and these frequencies, you know, if we go heavily into it, are basically just taking the electricity or the energy out of our cells and basically making them fall apart. You know, so one person might experience, for example, weight loss. Another person might experience hair loss. Another person might get loss of smell, loss of taste. Like I told you here, start hearing voices. Um, You know, there's all these different things that start to occur, And we can help repair that. But when I was getting into this, I mean, I didn't realize how much it was impacting me until I left. And Arizona was Mm -hmm. one of the first places where they were rolling all this goofy stuff out, you know, and they're putting it everywhere. You know, even when I went back into Chicago, they didn't even have, you know, 5G or anything like it was still all 4G. So, you know, I I was telling people, you know, back home, listen, like they're going to roll this stuff out. That's going to cause a lot of health issues. And then we fast forward to the middle of 2020, and that's when everybody started experiencing loss of smell, loss of taste, you know, all the radiation poisoning side effects. Another coincidence, of course. Yes, that was was happening at the exact same time because they were rolling this stuff out to, you know, hospitals, schools, nursing homes, you know, all these places that are very populated. You know, even those cruise liners, remember with the cruise ships that were docking on the ocean, they were also some of the first people to roll out the, this technology as well. Mm-hmm. So what happened was, was through the journey of obviously learning about EMFs, I also learned that obviously germs were not causing illness, right? There were no germs jumping all over that were jumping and attacking everybody. It was the technology which was jumping all over. And that led me to the book, which goes into so much depth and information on this, The Invisible Rainbow. And when I started reading that book, it, it it just changed my life completely because now I understood what is actually being rolled out and not just seeing it as technology, right? Because we see it as, well, we got a new device and you got a new whatever, I don't know, smartwatch, AirPods, whatever it may be, but we don't really see it as the weapon in which it can be used for. And the the issue with all of this related to EMF or these frequencies and this stuff is the fact that you might not even know that you're being affected by it. And then you might come down with, say, some symptoms. And then you might think, for example, you have the flu or whatever it may be. But in reality, you're suffering from microwave radiation poisoning. And that's what happened to me. And when I went into this, I just started looking at all the patents, started looking at all the the, the history of the timeline, started looking at everything because I started realizing with the rollout of all this stuff it can be very detrimental to our health and and if we're consciously bringing it into our home as well right like i bring in the router and i start to turn that thing on and all these devices and i start to put on 5g and i start to put on smart meters and airpods and all these things into my home well then you're going to be bombarded with a plethora of these frequencies which are going to impact your health your kids health you know your animals your birds anything that's you know living and That's another big part. I think that's a really hidden part because the fact of when we think about that, it's like, you know, it's this hidden hand kind of sneaking into your home. But we're, if we're consciously allowing that into our house, then we're bringing those things in. Same with even like the LED lights, which can sync up to the internet and also emit microwave radiation. It seems all good. Like it's, you know, it's just, it's just technology, but it made me start to realize it's not just technology. And it's being used in a very malicious way. And this was all shown in the 1970s when they studied all of this technology. They used all this type of technology in the 1970s. The Russians studied all of this. They studied all the side effects. They studied all the the things that came with this type of technology. But a lot of the professionals we have, for example, in America, they removed anything related to radiation poisoning at that time so that they can basically... Misdiagnose if in my opinion something as or, or diagnose it as something else right they 'll tell you it's something else, but in reality there's about thirty percent or maybe forty percent of the the population is suffering from radiation poisoning, even though that term has been removed from the medical literature um, one of
0: the first i'd love to back up for a bit and, and talk about the invisible rainbow. really, really love that book, but one of the first books i ever read on emf is the body electric by robert becker it's a pretty famous book but it's pretty dense and hard to read actually Uh, came out here in 1985 but i just bring this up because he mentioned the exact same thing here he's talking about uh, american military doing studies on emf in the 70s exactly like you said and uh, even though the biological markers were clear they really only focused and zeroed in on the ionic radiation, the the heat-based kind of effects and, and kind of ignored every other non-ionizing radiation effect, right? So yes, they, they used this in order to downplay the problem of radiation because they focused all of their efforts and all of their studies on showing the harm from the ionizing part of the radiation. Meanwhile, that's not really the, the whole part. Radiation is complicated. Let's back up here a second. Probably a lot of people who are, are very confused, and I cannot pretend to be an expert either. And even though I've been in this business for six years, selling uh, anti-radiation devices, I've seen many very, very incredible things, teaching people about how to avoid radiation, especially their cell phones. This was before 5G ca- became a thing. So now it's even more of a problem. It's making us even more weaker. We can show people that in real time. All that's very good. not an expert here still, but from what I understand is that, these electronic devices as was shown in the invisible rainbow all the way back to like batteries like the, the first times we ever started messing around with wires and batteries and stuff we're being able to see some sort of physiological effect and it looks like we kind of got kind of gotten used to it kind of adapted a little bit to it but it's not just the waves the waves is the frequency right we think of radiation we think of waves we in school they tell us okay, uh, all this different uh, waves is what makes light, you know, light is this part, this type of wave. And then you got X-ray waves and you got infrared waves that you can't see. You know, you got waves that you can only see with these Navy goggles and stuff like that. It's all waves that they're talking about. But reality is not just waves, it's waves and particles. That's pretty much the consensus in, you know, quantum physics and, and all this stuff, all these people who are talking about all these multiverses, They're pretty much basing it on the experiments that show that a particle can be a particle or it can be a wave, depending on the situation. So matter, as we know it, as we're taught in school, is mostly empty space, right? And again, it can be either a wave or a particle. I think that speaks more to the simulation uh, than anything. But in any case, there's two types of reality, right? There's frequency and there's particle. And the frequency part does matter. This is what most of these books are about, especially The Invisible Rainbow. It really, really focuses in on the frequency part. But there's also the ionic component. There are neutral particles and there are ionic particles. That's a particle with a charge, either positive or negative. Both of them have biological effects. The negative ones have good effects. The positive ones have bad effects. But we need an atmosphere with both of them in it. Sounds strange, but that's kind of how most things go in nature, right? Almost you're talking about mushrooms earlier. Mushrooms all have harmful compounds in them, and almost all of them have incredibly medicinal, you know, beneficial compounds in the right doses and, and the appropriate setting and all this stuff. It's both good and bad. But when it comes to EMF, it's kind of all bad and it's bad from both directions. It's bad from the frequency direction and it's also bad from the ion direction. So that there's particles in the air around all of these devices that are simultaneously emitting waves like they are giving out signals to find bluetooth devices they're giving out signals to find a wi-fi router if you have your wi-fi and your bluetooth turned on if you have your cellular phone turned on it's looking for a cellular signal from a cell tower and so all these frequencies are going out but also particles are being becoming positively charged basically which Again, it is negative for our health. There's quite a lot on that. I don't want to go de- too deep into a rabbit hole. I want to hand it back to you. But knowing all of this, how does this apply to even the smallest things like LED lights? And I posted something of you recently where you uh, put your hand on your laptop while it was charging and you showed with the EMF meter that there was an increase in voltage, first of all, just from the cord itself before it was plugged in, then, it, then when it was plugged in. And then you put your hand on it and it, the voltage went down. So you theorized that that voltage was going into your hand just by touching the laptop. That's combining all of the problems with EMF in one go. Could you explain what's going on here?
1: Of course. So it's a, it's a complex question. And, and yes, I like how you worded it. And, and to make it really simple, like you said, with the ions, The positive ions can be toxic, right? Anything that's like plastic or EMF or just made from fake materials. And then we have negative ions from nature, trees, pyramids, and barefoot grounding, right? I guess that's the easiest way to put those two. That's why those two are so beneficial, you know, just going out in nature because you're getting all those beautiful negative ions. But as for Beaches and trees, yeah, beaches, trees, moving water. touching, Touching trees and yes, moving water as well. Yes, that's another great one. But yeah, as for that video, yeah, so what I did was, is I had a, it was a voltage meter with the RF, it was a Trifield TF2 meter. So if anybody wants to look into that meter, you can measure electrical conductivity, you can measure magnetics and RF frequencies. So it actually works really well to find all three. You can find spots in your home, which might be, have maybe not done, been done correctly. Like they're not grounded, right? Like outlets that are pinging out a ton of voltage or just areas in your home that are pinging out a ton of radio frequencies and are hidden behind your walls. But with that video, it was it was a great demonstration. And I like the way that you put it, because when I did place my hand down onto the computer, which is charging, that voltage is now going through my body. And the issue with all of these studies in which we have been shown, right, let's go with the cell phones and AirPods and smartwatches first. All cell phone studies and all things related to cell phones, AirPods, and smartwatches—all of the studies are done on a plastic dummy with water inside of it, and that's how they deem that these devices are safe. Right? There's no human trials, and I'm not trying to advocate that there needs to be human trials. But the the the, the thing is, is there's no actual study showing a, a human, right, a person using these devices. Apple, and I think it's Android, have a small fine print that they say that you should not use your smartphone. Like, literally, you should not be touching it while using it. So when you think think the phone companies say, it says, there's like a little small fine print in all things. When you buy every single device made by those two, basically two brands, there's a little small fine print that says, do not have this, you know, next to your skin, have it away from your body or within X amount of distance. Right. So then the question is, is, well, then how can you use a touchscreen phone if you can't touch it? You know, it doesn't make a lot of sense.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So when you look at all these studies and all of these things, the issue that lies is the study will say one volt, you know, per whatever, volt, whatever it is, you know, is perfectly safe based on, you know, I don't know, eight minutes of use. Right. Well, if a person carries around their cell phone in their pocket for eight hours a day. You know, we don't see that study, right? If a person wears AirPods, which are syncing up, like you said, to cell phone towers, and when they receive a phone call, their brain and the water in their brain is syncing up to the cell phone towers and being blasted with radiation, then there's no studies to show that as well, right? These are all things that are kind of kept out of the the public's eye. And a lot of this is, like we talk about, has been deemed safe, right? Because it's not... Based on, like you said, it's not heating up the body. That's pretty much how they try to say it's it's safe, right? Because well,
0: but also does that too. De- yes, our devices yes. do heat up, of course. You, yes. Anyone who knows uh- cameras and stuff, they leave them on long enough, they start heating up. People do complain yeah. about their um, Apple watches and other smart watches uh, leaving a burn mark on their yep. wrist because they leave yep. it on so- all the
1: time, right? Yep. So you have those things. So there is heat being produced, even though the studies are saying there is no heat and also like I said the studies are on a plastic dummy with water you know so th- it's just when you look at all of this you start to see hmm okay well if i now use this device for let's say 6 hours how much electricity or how much radio frequency or how much of different types of energy right how much is being absorbed into my body and that's the problem is that we don't know those things and that's the problem when We use, for example, the newest, let's say go with 5G, right? So 4G was 30 megabytes per second going to your phone, right? So that's that's about the speed people used to get. Now with 5G, where they're trying to put basically antennas every 50 feet so that these frequencies will be pinging every 50 feet, that would be pinging at 300 megabytes per second, which is 10 times the speed. Now, let's say 4G caused a nosebleed or a headache, or confusion, or let's say memory loss, because I I definitely can attest to a lot of people suffering from memory loss, right? 5G would amplify that times 10, you know, because it's 10 times the speed. And I'm just making it, you know, simple with the numbers. But the thing is, is with all of this, it's like, there's like we were saying with that video where I'm putting my hand onto the computer, and the voltage is now going into my body. If we are electrical beings, right? And we conduct electricity and, you know, you can shock somebody if you touch them and discharge the energy, whatever else. Then what happens when we have too much? Well, that's usually you, you die, right? Like you're, you're, you get too electrified and you, you're cooked and your heart stops. And this was shown in the invisible rainbow, how like, for example, heart disease has just gone through the roof. Since the rollout of all these different types of technologies, whether it's a radio, a television, whether it's a cell phone, whether it's, you know, these, these smart devices, all of these things which are getting introduced. And some people, like you said, have adapted to these technologies, right? Like maybe they're not having a symptom, so to say, but there's also a good amount of the population who are, and those would be primarily after reading the book, The Invisible Rainbow, it dawned on me that diabetes, Right. Diabetes type 1 is a person's pancreas has been electrified basically in the womb, right? And then their pancreas does not work the same. So they develop diabetes type 1. Now, diabetes type 2 is another very interesting one that can also occur from too much electrification. And this was shown in 2002 in the country of Bhutan. They had no electric. They did, they did everything the old school way. They, they, did use, they used fire. They cooked all their foods from scratch. They did a ton of manual labor. They were very active. When they rolled out power plants, this was the only change, power plants, in 2002 in Bhutan, six months later, diabetes, uh, cancer, and heart disease all went through the roof. And it was the only change in which has occurred. Right. So we're always looking for what are the root causes of this illness and what are the root causes of that. And we're always looking at certain things, but we're not looking at the frequency spectrum. And the reason I say that is because when I was having all my health issues, I couldn't figure out what it was because it's invisible, right? I, we can't see it, we don't know that it's there. So you could start suffering from all these issues because of the introduction of something new into your terrain. And then start having all these, for example, health issues. But in that book, he basically mentioned about that was one of the biggest ones I saw where diabetes is related to too much electricity or too much radiation. And this book goes, and I highly recommend it for every person to go into, but it goes, goes back all the way to 1877, right? 1877 is when the rollout of the power lines came out and they had the first influenza, quote unquote, outbreak, right? The influence from the atmosphere. So people started hearing voices, they started going crazy, they started, you know, getting dizzy, they started getting nauseous. When people were putting a stethoscope on a baby at that time, they could hear waves like radio waves and things that were coming out in the 1900s. They could hear those things. You know, as 1919 approached, you had the rollout of the radio and then you had the Spanish flu, Kansas flu, because it originated in Kansas, not in Spain, but you had that incident occur. Then you go faster into time. You go 1950s, 1960s, 1970s. You had the rollout of the television and the colored television, which also emitted a bunch of X-rays and messed people up. So as we would introduce these new forms of technology, we would pretty much get the same symptoms every single time. Some people would adapt, like you said, but then a lot of people also had a lot of health issues. And none of this was ever talked about because the actual terminology of radiation poisoning was removed from the medical literature so that other names could be created. Because even think about disease, when we think of people with illnesses, we have like 10 million names of illnesses. And what I've started to learn is people are just having an electrical imbalance, right? Their cells are being twisted the opposite direction, because I just like to go with spinning. You know, if they go to the right, they're healthy. If they go to the left, they're unhealthy. And these frequencies are causing the cells to start spinning to the opposite direction. And then people start to suffer from electrical imbalances. And it was interesting, too, because this book just went into so many more timelines in which we would just introduce technology and start having all these problems. And when we look at what we're facing today, right, 2023, seven in 10 people have a health condition. And we don't know these underlying root causes to this. It's like we direct our energy towards all these different things, but it's like maybe the frequencies are playing a big role. And relating back to what you said about batteries, there was a book called Health and Light by Dr. John Ott, and he learned that there's three ways to make society weak. And that's radio frequencies, which we just talked about, wearing a wristwatch, that was another one because the battery that's being emitted on the on the right arm, uh, you can do a test and their arm would go down really easy. You have the other thing, which was fake lighting, which is what LED lighting is and all these fake spectrum lightings, they can make us weaker. And then the last one was polyester clothes, which also emit a static toxic frequency. So when you look at those things, which are basically making society weaker over time, like you said, It all relates back to a frequency in which we cannot see, and then we pick at something else and go, it might be this, but it's like we're really looking at or missing, in my opinion, the underlying cause of an electrical imbalance on the body, and once we restore that, we fix ourselves, and it's like that simple, but until we address that or pay attention to our cells are electrically charged, then we just kind of keep going through the same problems over and over again.
0: Well, I agree. And uh, I interject here. I've been in the health business. This is my eighth year now in the nutrition side. I've been in the EMF business for six years now. They're very different businesses. They're adjacent to each other. Like We share the same space often, but the two sides don't usually respect each other enough, in my opinion. Not enough communication, not enough implementation, right? People who are strongly all about the nutrition tend to disregard the whole energy side of things and vice versa, but I'm in both businesses, and I promise that most, vast majority of the toughest cases I've ever seen, EMF was involved. We had nowhere else to turn, no, nothing else to look at. You know, there's only some things that can really, really, really be wrecking everything. A massive digestion problem, uh, massive nutrient deficiencies, but that, that's already a widespread problem. And uh, a pernicious infection, something like Lyme, something like Babesia, something that's like rapid onset, you know, someone wakes up and they're just falling apart, or over a course of only weeks or months, they just rapidly deteriorate, especially if they're young, that would be an infection type of thing. And so if we start ruling these things out, like, okay, we fix the digestion, that's our first step. Anyways, we talk to people about their food and and stuff, uh, their nutrition, yeah, we sell supplements, so we fill that in, okay. Go down the list. If they haven't healed yet, you know, we're talking three, four, six months down the road. If they haven't healed yet, we have to start looking at other weird things. The possibility of a pernicious infection that we missed, possibility of a, a root canal or some dental work that's metal or that's infected. That's something a dentist needs to do, but it's a possibility. If we can't figure out, if we can't crack the code, I'm telling you that most cases where we've gone down this line, they're actually living next to a high voltage power line or a transfer station, or a cell phone tower on their building. You were talking about six months. I couldn't last six months. I, I live next to a tower too. Couldn't last six months. My wife, we just moved down. She moved down to Texas during the pandemic. Things were crazy. I live in Canada. We can't sort our border thing out. Long story. But she accidentally got a place that was close to a cell phone tower, like right across the street. It was a sneaky hidden one. And so every time I go down there to Houston, I couldn't sleep my nutrition is basically perfect. I don't have crazy bad habits. I'm very, very regulated, you know, very, uh, scheduled. I do the same thing every day, more or less. And I can't sleep there. It's the only thing that changes is the cell phone tower. I already knew this, but point being, if I was to stay there full time, which legally right now I'm not allowed to anyways, but if I was to, I would be falling apart. I would fall, I'd fall start to fall apart in a week when I don't sleep properly. My mom lives outside of Toronto. She just moved, but for years, when I would go down and stay with her, can't sleep. I just can't sleep. You were talking about outlets too. That's another thing. Yes, electricity streaming out of the outlets. These are actually where I start to poke around when I find a case that isn't healing. What's going on? Okay, I need you to check your bed. Is the head of your bed, like where your head is when you sleep, is there an outlet? right there, does this happened yeah. where somebody couldn't sleep months? We can't figure out what's going on. Okay, take the take the calcium magnesium. That's well, you know, that's insomnia. Yeah. Oh, that doesn't work. Okay. You know, they just never get properly healed because they're never sleeping properly. What the heck is going on? It's an outlet behind the bed. It's a fridge on the other side of the wall. It's a smart meter on the other side of the wall. It's a cell phone tower on the roof. It's a a high voltage line on the backside of their house. And I'm, I'm in the habit now of calling these customers, ones that are having trouble because we're pretty good. Honestly, we get pretty good results in general. We don't have too many bad cases at once. I only have a handful at any given time. And right now I know that Two out of, I think, the six tough cases that I have right now definitely live right beside a high voltage power line. And we've crossed everything off the list. There's nothing left on the list except for that. And it comes down to if you want to be healthy, it looks like you have to move. It pains me to say that. You know, I'm not happy to say that. I don't profit from that. But people have moved. I moved. I live in the deep country. I live basically smack in the middle of the canadian shield which is one of the biggest forests in the world where i live this forest it's an ocean of trees it's bigger than germany and italy combined right so when we're out here i'll just tell this little story and then i'll hand it back to you it freaked me out when we first came up here and we were trying to live in the woods actually in the woods uh, half a mile in the bush and on this Canadian shield, the Canadian shield is this gigantic rock. It's not all one rock, but it's like you put your shovel in the ground around here and chink, you hit rock. It's everything's on rock. Our houses are built on stilts on the rocks. Right? Oh. Everything's rock. It's mining country up here. So it's one big giant rock for most of our province. It also dips down all the way into New York State on the one side of the Great Lakes and then all the way into Minnesota on the other side of the Great Lakes and Wisconsin. So it's this massive, massive rock. There's uncountable trees up here, zillions upon zillions upon zillions. And it used to freak me out how weird it felt to be there when we first came up here almost 10 years ago, nine years ago, Uh, because we had grown up and I'd always lived in cities and suburbs. And yeah, you're kind of used to this constant cellular irritation that I describe it as. When I started getting into this EMF business, like you kind of described, I started, yeah, noticing this stuff, hearing it, realizing that anything that's plugged in, Even if it's just a little alarm clock, it's making a noise. Oh, that noise is annoying. If you pay attention to it, the noise is only one part of the frequency spectrum, (laughs) right? Yeah. The louder it is, the worse it is. You're standing next to a transfer station. You can hear living next to a subway station. You can hear that electrification. I can hear it. My alarm clock, I can hear it even in my salt lamp, which is supposed to be good for me, but it's still leaking out from the switch. So that's, what's making the noise. Switch is making the noise, not the lamp. Uh, stereo, all these things. We're not even talking about Bluetooth devices. But here's here's my point that I wanted to make in the forest. When we first came up here and started living out here, I was so tired. I couldn't believe it. So tired. I just wanted to sleep all day. I'd never been like this. I'm a pretty active person. And honestly, our our life situation wasn't very good. We were in the mood to like build a house to to live there (laughs) during the winter, like it's work season or hustle, do tattoos and like, Let's make some money because we're probably going to starve this winter. We weren't in the mood to be sitting around is what I'm saying, but it's not just me. My friends and I, we just, we kept falling asleep all day out in this cabin in the woods that we built and with so much work to do just we could not stay awake. And I think it was this healing energy because I feel it now when I come back from traveling anywhere, basically I come home, get onto the shield. I immediately feel better. I get out of sleep like a baby. I just start to feel better on the cellular level. It's on, it's very hard to describe. You know, it's not something you feel in your stomach. It's not a pain in your stomach. It's not a pain in your head. It's not tingling in your fingertips. It's your whole body like basically being able to relax finally. You know, cuz I get that feeling like I just can't. That's why I can't sleep when I'm down in the EMF. Just it feels like everything's like, excited all the time. And last point here, it's so weird in the forest that even to this day we smoke weed up here in Canada, okay? Not everybody, but we smoke a lot of weed. When we go into the forest and when we were living out there, we used to get frustrated because it was like we could smoke a whole bag of weed and not get high. The, huh. en- the energy is so high that we just it was a waste of time. We, we realized this, this is a waste of time. Even wow. now to this day, if we're going to go out and work on the cabins or do anything in the bush, if one of us says, hey, you want to bring a joint, we know it has to be a huge joint. And it has to be like two or three or four of them. And honestly, we're still not going to get high. It's, huh. not, it's very weird. It's very strange. When we first came, it made us tired. And now it makes me so excited out there, not in a bad way, that, yeah, things I don't drink. So I haven't experimented with that. But it just feels totally different. Even food feels different when you're eating out there. It's, uh, it's pretty incredible. Huh. Hand the mic back to you. But even uh, Furstenberg, he mentioned coming up to this forest in his book at some point. Uh, He said he mentioned coming up to Ontario here, and he also mentioned going to New York. He mentioned that he couldn't escape it, but I think the ocean of trees does a lot. It feels a lot different
1: up here, for sure. Or the rock, you're saying, because it sounds like it's one big block. I think it's both. Yeah, Yeah, I was going to say the combination. And that's the other thing is, you know, I did a video showing trees dying in the city, you know, and bushes. And we're like a bush. Will only blossom on one side the side that 's facing the, the the towers it doesn 't blossom there 's no flowers you know so this is all impacting like you just said like the the, the, the mitochondria and the cells and the everything that 's of how things function so if it 's impacting plants you know and it 's impacting birds and causing them to be confused and insects and pollinators and bees and all of these things it 's like then it 's also going to impact humans. But like you said, going out into nature, I mean, I've found places that have absolutely zero, you know, I found spots up in uh, near Sedona, and a whole bunch of other places that it's all 0.000, you don't even get service, there's nothing around. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you, you go into those. And like you just said, you're supercharged. And there's also if you're sitting in the water, that's, you know, the primary water, the water that's coming out of the earth, that will electrify your body too and charge you up like you are ready to go. But if you drive back into, like you said, into, you know, the the, let's say the city limits with the gigantic electric poles and all the stuff, you'll feel like you just have like a static cling all over your body. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, and that's something else I've noticed where it feels like you have just like your your hair follicles are all kind of standing up, you know, because once, like you said, those things are pinging and then they're also humming and emitting a lot of electricity, So I do a lot of definitely, like you said, a lot of barefoot grounding, going out into nature, connecting, you know, going into different parts, parts of mountains. And like you said, you just feel better. Your brain works better. You're more energized. You're more focused. You're more creative. You're just a different person. And then when our body is loaded up with electricity and like you said, then you can't sleep, you know, and the other thing too, with the whole, you know, restless leg syndrome that a lot of people usually face because of this specific topic, you know, whether it's electricity or radiation, you know, if a person has, for example, polyester sheets, then that those sheets gather static. But if a person has linen sheets, they actually can't gather any static charge. So that can be a great solution for if anybody's having sleep issues, they can get linen sheets. And this way, they're not gathering that static charge while they're sleeping. And they're getting those beautiful healing frequencies. Because when we go into like you said, there's, you know, the toxic frequencies and the healing frequencies. You know one is man made and fake, and then the other one is natural and I feel like even what you said with those trees, they're emitting tons of energy. you know I mean to just grow as i as I've seen, even with the pine trees, just to grow completely straight, right like not even a curve or anything, just completely straight, like even like a cactus, think of the energy it must use to grow that way, and then if you go up a hundred or two hundred feet up, or whatever it may be with the trees. Now you're getting all that beautiful atmospheric energy too. So those trees are working like an antenna. So you're just on this super grounding, beautiful area, right? And But now if you go, let's say, like we were talking about with the city situation or anything related with that, now you have less trees, less nature. You know, they're chopping them down to put up a cell phone tower. I mean, I saw them in, in Scottsdale. They just cut the trees down for no reason, like there's nothing wrong with them just so that they can put up more LED lights and street poles and other things. So if we're also worried about the climate, right, because we always get told that one, that one's a common one on the media of the climate, the climate, the climate, it's like, well, if this is impacting all wildlife, all insects, humans, animals, and fish and, and everything in the ocean, then shouldn't this be a concern? You know, these are those are questions we also obviously should be asking because You know, that's another, obviously they're trying to pull your leg with that and whatever else, but the frequency things is just, yeah, there's a lot with it. And like you said, it can be something that you might not even be paying attention to because it might be an outlet next to your bed or, you know, there's meters on the other side or even just having your microwave plugged in because, you know, that's another one that it's just emitting radiation the entire time while it's plugged in, even if it's not even being in use, just
0: plugged in, just plugged in.
1: Just plugged in and I've, I've tested it with a meter and it's interesting because where do they always put a microwave above the stove and where is your head above the stove? Mm -hmm. The other thing, like you said too, is the military and all of them have tested all this stuff and they've used it. They've used it as crowd control. They've used it to heat people up so they would, you know, to take their clothes off and do other things as well too. So it's like if they were using it and they knew about it in the 1970s and all the times prior And all these sailors who used to actually get sick out on sea all the time, and they would get what they, they would say that they had motion sickness, but they really had radio wave sickness, you know? So when you see all these military people who are getting ill, well, if now they've implemented the same technology into the public, well, then they're going to start suffering from the same exact thing. And I
0: think we can honestly zero in mostly on the American military here there's a lot of militaries in this world, but uh, I'm not blaming the Canadian military for beaming up uh, harp radiation into the ionosphere and all this crazy stuff, because that's what Arthur Furstenberg is going on about in The Invisible Rainbow. That's his sort of uh, crescendo when he gets, you know, he starts the story off back with batteries, and as you're saying, even with, like, the Spanish flu, whoa, that's coincidentally, that's when this got electrified, and all these different outbreaks are happening uh when different uh, levels of electrification are, are reached but uh he climaxes basically towards the military's you know hyper projects
1: these uh, harp they, they basically cook the ionosphere that's what they do they send a huge heat blast up there they actually did that in canada last year that's why it was 120 up by you um they they cook the ionosphere so it's like a plasma cooking And then all of a sudden, one area is almost kind of like a, not to say like a volcano went off, but just the heat is so high. And then that area just goes through the roof, you know, but then this can also obviously go tremendously wrong, right? So where it goes 120 in one place, it might go, you know, zero in another. And that's, yeah, like you said, that is all military stuff. And they disclosed all of that, that that was, you know, they weren't doing that and, um, you know, they, they shut those projects down, but it's like, nope, those projects are still going on. You know, we see them going on in the skies currently at the moment and continuously with all the odd weathers. And that's the other part of what those towers like we were talking about with the rollout of that. Those also are smaller versions of that program. Right. Because now you're laying out across an entire city and you can use those frequencies towards the atmosphere or to the, toward the sky as well. And then that also manipulates the atmosphere because now the entire city is like a little harp unit Verse before. Maybe that harp was only, for example, in Alaska or up in Canada or a couple places. Now it's kind of like you have a full harp grid all throughout the whole entire country or wherever you decide to roll out this nonsense.
0: I would love to interject here for a moment. Uh, you mentioned my uh, cell phone tower account. It was originally called towers are coming. I'm a simple guy. But uh, Shane, Shane from, uh, used to be connecting consciousness. He was the one that kind of said, man, you better rename that account and make it something. So I'm proud to be sharing your content now, Matt. It's making my account a lot better. Uh, Transcend Towers is now what it was called. The only reason I started this account is because I started dating a girl in California. So I was traveling from Detroit to LA or Detroit to Vegas and then driving out to the desert. And I just, I guess I'd never seen the open roads before, really. Always lived in cities, suburbs, whatnot. N- never drove for hours upon hours in the open roads. And I couldn't believe how many towers there was. I got no idea how many towers there were until I saw LA and Vegas and just these more open places, Arizona, right, where you can, you can see stuff, you know, yeah. and everything's kind of flat and low down for the most part, too. So these towers stick out even more. But especially on the desert highways, I just, I was shocked by how many there were. And I just started the cell phone tower account, just sharing pictures of cell phone towers. I I thought even the look of them was ominous enough to stir attention. And it turns out that's true. But the only reason I interjected is because I was actually, I was only worried about the EMF part before I didn't buy the whole conspiracy part. Like they're using cell phone towers to control your mind and stuff like that. I I didn't want to go that far down the deep end. I'll listen to it. I'll hear it out. But anyways... Driving across America is what really got me. Also in the deserts of uh, Nevada and California, way out there. But it was particularly Utah. Utah and Wyoming and real rural Colorado, where there would be not just one tower, but often like three, four, six towers in clusters in the middle of nowhere. Like the real middle of nowhere. Like when you're in Utah, you're driving across Utah. Sometimes you're seeing signs that say, no services for 60 miles, right? That means there's nothing for 60 miles, nothing, nothing in any direction. There's no gas station. There's no town. There's no help if you break down on the road. So why is there a cluster of cell phone towers there? This just does not make any sense. It, it doesn't make sense to just give uh, cell phone service to the few people that use those highways and such, you know, even trucks, they use CBs and stuff. It's not, I didn't understand it. I, weather control is my conclusion. Yeah, I do believe that it has something to do with weather control and uh, could even be more nefarious. If you look at a tower, there's tons of different tech on it. And I want to share this little clip here from the news when a cell phone tower caught fire. And you can hear that the person brought in as an expert hints that there are more than just communications technologies on here. Start to
1: work. Do you know what kind of a tower this is? It's at, we can see some police cars there in the area. Is it used for any emergency function or is this uh, like for private cell phone use?
2: I think the majority of his private cell phone, It's it, it's got some other uh, other stuff on there that I really don't want to talk about, but uh, the
0: it, majority of it is for private use.
2: Any idea how this happened?
0: It's not just cell pads, and a lot of it is military. That's why I brought military up in the first place. Military is one of the biggest, the U.S. military specifically is one of the biggest energy users in the world, and a lot of the biggest money users in the world, too. And what they use some of that or a lot of that money and um, energy for is communication devices and these other things like harp. right? They do have projects, but they all, even just their regular operations, they love seeing stuff with radar and LIDAR and, you know, go to a military base, go to a military town. It's loaded up with towers that have all kinds of different tech on it. They have those big booms that the trains use as well, right? These towers are, are able to host tons of different... Tech with tons of different frequencies. And it, this is dirty electricity, too, right? So, a lot of what is studied is like single frequencies, uh, controlled frequencies, if they can. But really, what we're exposed to out here is really dirty electricity. And, very, very short story I know a guy who made a lot of money with a device that straightens out the frequencies when it comes into industrial buildings because huh. the, the dirty electricity. That comes from power lines because they just feed things in and out of it. It's a terrible system. It's archaic. It's not controlled. That energy leaks out of it. That's why we need to create so much more energy than we need to pump it through the lines. And it's lost through the transmission. But anyways, he made a ton of money because this dirty electricity, when you're, you're talking about massive industrial equipment, that's, you know, you're lucky to get 10, 20, 30 years of work out of it that next 10 years really, really matters. That means his device could save you you know, 100 grand, 500 grand, $7 million on some of these huge machines. So just by cleaning the electricity that goes into the machine. So this dirty electricity that we're exposed to, it, it, it's not even good for our machines. <laughs> it wears down our machines, it makes our machines glitch out and have a shorter lifespan. And we are electric. That book I mentioned earlier, The Body Electric. It's about our body being electric. He's talking about back in the 70s and 80s, uh, showing that healing in salamanders is actually stimulated by electricity. Uh, Oh, yes. We are electrical. Yep. Yep. Almost everything in our body involves an ionic transaction. If we stop doing electrical transactions in our body, you're dead immediately. You know, palpitations in the business, it's usually an electrolyte deficiency or cell phone being kept on the breast pocket. That's literally, that's it. Those are the two main causes of palpitations, tachycardia that I see.
1: And then the thing that you said, too, is like the weird side of it, right? What frequencies are coming in, right? Like when you get into these towers and if you're nearby them, you kind of feel kind of weird. You know, if you're under LED lights, you feel really strange, right? It's almost like there's just this really weird presence, you know? So that's another thing. like And like you said, if it's out in the middle of nowhere, right? Because I've seen them, too, driving through Arizona. There's nothing out there. Then there's only a couple things that could be happening, and or what are you trying to introduce, right? Like for example, if you go to Joshua Tree and they have all the windmills, right? The energy is really strange. It's almost like they're trying to reverse the let's say positive energy that's there, and causing this like negative energy to come in, which has to do with polarity, right? We always hear about like these pole shift things and all this other stuff, and it's like you're almost like you're purposely attempting to do that with bringing in all these weird frequencies that are bringing in this very strange energy and the led lights is that other one too that's that hidden one as well because the led lights can emit microwaves they have you know it says on the boxes they have they can have cameras in them which is just gets it gets real weird and then they can also connect up to all of your devices such as your cell phone your stove you know all these things and then it becomes this game of where you're just in this like you said this pinging That is in each room, right? And then the person is not getting out of that or getting away from that. So then they start to suffer from health ailments in which they don't know why. And like you said, until they leave that area, then they start to feel better. And I've even tested some of those, like um, some of the clothing. There's like clothing and all these different things, or like these. There were certain, I think, like not some stickers or something, but certain things. And and you know, they didn't really do what I thought they were doing. But, you know, maybe I put them near me and I thought at that time it was going to help me. But when I tested them, some of them didn't really do what they were supposed to do. So there's so much where, like you said, just all different types of weird frequencies and things happening and all these different variables of the frequencies. And then, like you said, you have the, the AC current, which is just wasting electric the entire time mm-hmm. and going back and forth and whatever, you know, so we're doing all these broken systems and... You know, it just it, it doesn't make any sense. But when you start to look into that book, The Invisible Rainbow, you know, you really can start connecting the dots of a lot of things related to people's health conditions just by the simple, easy understanding of either Wi-Fi, EMFs, you know, a, like you said, a a tower or just a power line, right? Because that thing is just if you take a voltage meter and you go by a power line, you can pick up the power line. From almost like a, a thousand feet away, or I think it's like 500 feet away, whatever it is. So think of if, you know, if it's next to you at all times, same exact thing. It's a very hidden situation, but nature getting, like you said, getting out in nature, barefoot grounding, you know, there, there's a lot of different solutions on that, on this one as well too, but cleaning up the body, getting the body hydrated, you know, salt, right? Salt is very healing for the body because you're bringing back that electrical conductivity, but there's a lot of ways to also heal but it also it's it's just making sure that you're just yeah like it's the 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 balance of everything and then also if you're aware of these things not to purposely say put yourself in that situation like you were saying your you know your family member is living next to one and it's like it it might not be impacting you today but what happens in maybe 6 or 8 months from now you know and if your health starts going or whatever because of that it's like you you're putting yourself in a predicament in which you're better off not being, or even just you can inform your building or wherever that that person was living and say, you know, until you guys, let's say, do something about that, then I'm not going to live here because that takes a big stop too. Like that, that's the people taking their power back to say, you know, we're not going to, I don't know, pay taxes or do what we're doing. If you continue to keep doing stuff like that, every person has to take some sort of stand, whether that's removing the wifi from their house you know, whether that's informing people about this topic, you know, there, there's so many things that can be done. And I feel like that's what's happening now on a grassroots movement with social media, kind of faster than ever. And I see that every day, even with the electroculture stuff I've been doing and everything, just all these things are happening faster and faster. And I feel like it's, it's, it, it got to a point where it was bad. But I feel like we're going to move towards a, po- a positive notion with it, because if there's no awareness, nothing will change because nobody knows what's actually going on.
0: It starts with awareness. I think this is a good way to segue into the solution segment here, because I don't know if we fully convinced everybody here that uh, EMF is bad, but I mean, it's just, it's an axiom to me. Again, I'm in the health business. I know it's bad. People want to argue about it. Even on your video that I mentioned earlier, it it went kind of viral. It got 200,000 views. Awesome. And pe- people were saying, "Oh, he's, it's because he's got a copper wire on uh, a copper ring on your hand. Uh, that's what's causing it." And then they were saying, "Oh, it's uh, it's on weighted mode. It should be on standard mode." Okay, okay, well, whatever. All right, the 120 volts comes out of the wall, and uh, it's 149. Well, yeah, it's probably because it's in weighted mode. Well, whatever. It's it's still you've you've proven the point here. Um, and to me, yeah, it's not something that most people know about. But once they do figure it out like i said i've seen miracles in this energy business realm and not even just with the products that i sell and simple things like you were talking about kinesiology muscle testing simple things like showing people how weak they are with a cell phone and that they're stronger without a cell phone and you're the one doing the resistance with them you can feel that they just got stronger too you know, there's no tricks to it. Like this, anybody can test that with their friends and family too. And you can see it's not just cell phone, any device you want, it's going to make you weaker. However you want to measure it, it's going to make you weaker. Unless you're a freak of nature who's really, really strong that you can't, you can't knock them one way or another. I've seen a couple of those, but everybody else, you will see a physical response immediately. So this is, this happens right now. You know, we've had people come in shaking You know, they say it's Parkinson's or it's MS or it's ALS. To us, it's all the same thing. It's in a different part of the brain, whatever. The person's shaking, put a device in their hand, they stop shaking. You know, people are uh, on those, uh, using those uh, crutches that clip on to their shoulders. You know, it's not just like an injury, like they can't walk properly. They're with their arms forward like a gorilla kind of. And, you know, them able to stand up straight within minutes, you know, this. And notice I'm not even mentioning the product here because I know it sounds insane but it's not even just our product i've seen this with reiki i've seen this with reiki right i've seen this with all kinds of energy level healing and and even faith healers it's incredible what we can do when we harness our own energy so you're right it starts with awareness i thought some of this stuff was too deep end by the way maybe even like two years ago linen you mentioned linen the clothing the type of clothing that you wear it's conductivity it's something i really never considered was important before and even things like the way we get our electricity and all that. I didn't know that all of it was impacting our health and that we really need to kind of redesign our lives around this problem to, to fix it. But let's talk about how to fix it.
1: So with that one, too, and, and just so you know, people know, and I think it's important with what you just talked about, energy medicine or healing with energy was all outlawed when the Flexner report came in in 1910, when the Rockefellers and the Carnegie's took over the entire medical system right? They began to outlaw all anything related to energy. So if you did anything energy related, your school would not get funding. And that was a big one. So anything related to energy medicine, natural healing, or anything just doing it the old school way, right? Going out into the forest and collecting herbs, that school was not going to get money. So, you know, that's the thing too, Is like, like you said, just even simple things like that, like energy healing can start to balance the body and bring back the body. So when it comes to solutions, there's there's quite a few, right? Because we're looking at all different parts of the home. My biggest thing is is starting with the home because you're in it all day, right? Like it's depending on, you know, where you're you're living and whatever, but you're pretty much in your house and whatever, or you're outside your house or whatever. But the first thing and foremost, I think about of anything is removing Wi-Fi. And it's very, very simple. You can get yourself a hardwired Ethernet cord and you can plug that in to your devices and use if you need to use the internet, you just plug it in when you need it, whether it's your phone, whether it's, I don't know, your TV, whether it's your computer, whatever device it may be that requires the internet to hardwire your devices. Because when you have a Wi-Fi router in your home, you are pinging the microwave frequency every one millisecond, which is causing, like we just talked about, the, the irritability, the, the brain fogs, the, the clotting of the blood you know, all the issues that people are usually suffering from and a lot of memory loss, right? Because Wi-Fi specifically targets the frontal cortex and impacts the penile gland. It goes straight in through the center of the eyes, right? That's directly where it goes in. I've I've started to realize because I can literally feel it right there. But the Wi-Fi is definitely number one. Getting rid of that one, I would say, is probably the first and foremost, because that device is pretty much, it's the device that's infiltrating your home. Right, because you're bringing it in, you're consenting to that device coming into your home. So hardwiring your devices would definitely be number one. Number two would be looking at, like we talked about, your bedroom and where what, what materials your bed is made out of. You usually want to have non-conductive materials such as wood, and then you can use other materials such as linen, such as wool, such as cashmere, or even organic cotton would be, I would say, a last resort because organic cotton can be a little conductive. But, you know, you can look at plans on on how to build your own bed, you know, and design your own bed so that you're sleeping on a material that's not resonating electricity the entire time or conducting at the same time. So I would say looking into your materials would be really important. And then moving into your clothes, right? Depending on the clothes that you're wearing, right? Because those clothes can also be very conductive. If a person's wearing polyester or polyurethane or nylon or anything like that, it's conducting a static charge. So that static charge can cause skin conditions and health issues and brain fog and actually, once again, make you irritable, right? All of these things are designed to make people irritable. That's why we see so much erratic driving all the time. Um, So that would be the next one. You're moving into your clothing. Then next, as you're moving into the other parts of your home, you want to look at, you know, you can get yourself an EMF reader or a voltage meter and check what's going on with your outlets or what's going on with your devices. Because some of your outlets might not be grounded and you can fix that so that they're not emitting you know, the voltage that's just probably off the charts. And then looking at your devices, making sure that you're not having any weird smart devices in your home. Because I even saw a smart fridge. I, I, I was by a, a friend's house and they had a smart fridge and the microwave radiation coming off the smart fridge. That's the area in which you get your water from, which is crazy. So it's microwave the, microwaving the water, but was like. Basically, the, the, the sound was coming off so loud from the meter, I, I had to turn it off. And it was exactly placed where the water is. And the biggest issue that, you know, we also didn't talk about in this is the fact of that these frequencies are destructuring the water. And if our body is 80% water, then we're losing the hydration factor or the hydrogen, you know, the atom out of our body. So then we're becoming more and more dehydrated. So it's important not to put any, you know, devices near your water or near, you know, where your sinks are or if you have a well, you know, not to have some weird um, Wi-Fi meters or anything connected to it. Even if you have rubber, uh, even if you have hoses for your, you know, if you're gardening or if you're doing anything by that, you can get a, for example, a copper watering can instead so that you're not using these weird smart Wi-Fi devices that they say that can measure the water and tell you how much water you're using and everything else. But so water is a crucial one, but making sure that there's no devices near that. And then next, if we're going into it, it's, it's obviously going into what you're eating, you know, making sure that you're eating an all organic diet. So you're not loading your body up with pesticides and chemicals and all types of toxins, which will work like magnets inside your body to attract more frequencies. And then you can look into structured water or primary water, which is the water coming out of the earth. You know, there's like findaspring.com. There's a whole bunch of things you can do with dousing to also find primary water or structured water and start drinking that water so that you can begin to heal. And then the next two, because now we're kind of going out, or there's another one with that, which would be your LED lights, making sure that you have incandescent bulbs or even halogen bulbs if you can find them. You can also do candles as well, which are really nice because that's the healing frequency for the eye. Beeswax, so,
0: now- so you got a you gotta beeswax candle. I got to throw that in.
1: Yep, beeswax candle. Perfect example. Don't do the soy ones, which are all GMO, um, so you're burning pesticides in the air. So then that would now cover your lighting, the materials of your furniture, right? Making sure that they're not also covered with polyester or plastics and things like that. Stick to natural materials. Like we said, the wool, you know, linens, cottons, uh, cashmere, things like that or hemp, if you can have hemp as well. So that would pretty much cover most of your terrain. When you're going outside, you know, if you have a smart meter to get an analog meter instead, or put a Faraday cage around that thing, so that thing's not pinging, if they don't allow you to get rid of it for some reason. And then if you have a car, you know, making sure that you don't have any of these weird Wi-Fi settings on, Bluetooth settings, you know, none of that, because it's pinging you while you're driving, And since you're almost kind of in like a Faraday cage because of the car, you're pretty much cooking yourself while you're inside the car. So that would be the other one. And then now as we go out into nature, because that that can always be a great solution, is just going out in nature and taking your shoes off and your gloves or whatever you got going on and literally just connecting yourself to trees and the earth. Right. Because every time you're doing that, you're taking all the static off of your body, but you're also having an electrical exchange between nature. Right. Plants need our energy. That's how, you know, they're not just there to just exist. We're meant to also exchange energy with them, and we can be very healing for them with exchanging it. It's kind of like plants that are or, or trees, I should say, that start to die over time because they just haven't gotten enough love or care. Right. So, you know, going out into nature and connecting with nature is probably one of the biggest things I can say that can attribute to the best health when it comes to this topic, because you're, you're recharging your batteries, right? All of these things, like I just described, are trying to destructure your body or diminish your energy over time. And what happens is when you, like you said, go out in nature, you start to connect, you start to get back into it. And as you remove, even if you just do one thing at a time, and you just switch one of those things out, you will start to feel better instantaneously, right? Like I've had people message me where they got rid of their LED lights and they got incandescent and they're like, this is the best I've slept in 10 years. You know, I had other people, they got rid of their Wi-Fi and they just hardwired and they're like, now my fingers aren't tingling anymore. You know, all of these things make a difference. People sleeping in linen beds, you know, telling me about how they've slept the best in a long time because they're actually sleeping you know so all these things just one thing at a time can make a tremendous difference but if we clean up our terrain and we do this on a grassroots movement right like let's say there's 10,000 people who do all of this well now the area in which somebody's living wherever it may be let's say if there's a bunch of people together then that area is being cleaned up for the most part until there's some sort of legal action or or whatever against you know the towers and whatever In the meantime, but at least the area is getting cleaned up. And then, like I said, bees, birds, bees, or I'm sorry, birds, beets, and pollinators and all these things also pick up on that. And the other way you can mitigate, and this is the last one, is looking into electroculture, which is what I've been talking about, where you take wood and copper and make antennas and place them into the soil, and they start to balance and harmonize the area so that there's not all this weird toxic frequencies going on. And it starts to help your gardens and your plants grow faster and do all these beautiful things, but also mitigate the frequencies and all the nonsense. Because now we're creating atmospheric antennas, which are harnessing Earth's energy, right? They're putting out all these cell phone towers and all these antennas, which are doing the opposite. And we need to start doing stuff at our level with these types of antennas to start harmonizing the area, just like they used to be all over the old world buildings that used to be up in the 1800s and 1900s. They used to have antennas all over them, you know, and they were known as lightning rods. That's what people used to call them. But in reality, those were actually balancing out a lot of, of the frequencies and the atmosphere and all these things. But they've taken a lot of that down. So we have to start bringing those things back so we can start harmonizing our land as well too. Or trees who have lost their electrical conductivity with the uh, with the antennas, they can actually start to energize the trees which are losing their conductivity because of all of this manipulation of frequency as well
0: so the word electroculture farming it it sounds kind of technical but it's really it's just a wooden stick pole the longer it is the better with copper wrapped around it
1: that's it and you just take one of those antennas and you just place it into the earth and you put it in your gardens or you put it by a tree that's not doing so well Or, you know, maybe plants that are, they don't have any leaves or they haven't sprouted. Or let's say you have some sprouts and you're trying to sprout to grow faster. You can use these antennas with a toothpick and a piece of copper and make a coil, put it into those and they'll sprout quicker. You know, this was all shown with the the pyramids in Russia. They were making pyramids in Russia and they started noticing all these beautiful plants coming back to life, extinct plants, extinct trees, all kinds of different things, different bugs, different pollinators that they haven't seen. They're like, we haven't seen this insect in whatever amount of time. And all these things started coming back. So we have to do our due diligence to also harmonize the area. Because when we look at what's going on with all of this nonsense that we were just talking about during this podcast, they're deharmonizing the area. So we also have to work at harmonizing our soils and our land and everything and our terrain at the same time. And that's where also the, like I was saying, the electroculture comes in, because now you're starting to harmonize things. And the way I know that it works so well is because animals will sit by them. They'll sit down by these antennas. They know the energy is there. You know, So that's another part to show in which we're balancing things. So not only are we balancing our home, our cars, our body, but we're also balancing our land and our gardens.
0: And uh, if this sounds too deep end for some people, I would like to jump in and say that it looks like most of the conspiracy world is kind of converging in this uh, hidden history topic, it, it mud flood. The idea that the past civilization was grand, first of all, their architecture was was grand and it was designed deliberately with energy in mind. All these antennas, people call them antiquatech, fancy antennas on nice buildings. Probably what whatever you would consider a nice building, wherever you live, it's probably an old building with this style of architecture, and it has these antennas and fountains, and so there's all kinds of theories about what they did with this energy, and so on and so on, but it looks to me like this ancient world, which was destroyed in what they call the mud flood, what everyone's calling the mud flood, that most of this seems to just be about harnessing harmonic energy, harmonic energy, and displacing it through the human environment, so that there's this energy everywhere. There is some places on Earth where this energy is abundant, such as near the seashore, uh, Niagara Falls, right? Abundant negative ions in the atmosphere. That's essentially what it would be. These people using all these antennas and shapes, shapes of the buildings and fountains to generate negative ions basically all over the place. Plants do that too. So bring this together, this electroculture farming, this stick with a copper coil, this is one of the ways that you can protect your immediate environment. It's not, none of these are the be all end all. We're still being bombarded at every direction. It's still challenging us physiologically. We are completely electrical beings and this does mess with us. And it, it, the problem is only getting worse, especially with those major sources, telecommunications and military and this whole electrification smart thing. So Having plants in your house helps. Those things generate negative ions. They absorb radiation. Uh, you can eat plants too. You know, uh, talking about poison food and all this stuff. You can grow some plants in your house. You go, grow some cucumbers, grow some aloe, you know, grow, grow some tomatoes, Grow some easy stuff. And doing it with the coil, hopefully it's better. You, we could talk about minerals too on another day. Throw some minerals in there in, in the soil as well. Boom. You've got some protection. You got some food and the water inside a tomato or a cucumber, any plant. The water inside of a plant, when a plant sucks up minerals, it actually changes the form of the mineral. It it takes a rock and it breaks it up and it gives it an electric charge. So you've got now a tiny, what we call a colloidal particle. It's got a charge or ionic, colloidal, ionic, uh, people might use with the words organic or fulvic or humic. It's all basically the same thing. It's a tiny particle that's been through a plant. When you burn the plant, you're left with wood ashes, you put those wood ashes in water You can filter out the carbon excess and you'll be left with colloidal minerals, tiny, tiny little mineral particles, way smaller than sand, way smaller than dirt. These are tiny organic colloidal particles. That's part of the magic of plants. But they also change water. They take regular stagnant or dead water, any water, they take water and they turn it into living water, structured water. And you can eat, you get that when you eat these things too, and when you juice, so I'm saying this is a, a triple whammy benefit here of growing plants in the house because you can get the nutritional benefit from them as well, including the structured water benefit from eating real foods.
1: Yep. And that's, that's the other thing, too, like you just said, the, the, the structured water that comes from just juicing alone. And that's why, you know, you see how many I mean, you're, that documentary, Fat, Sick and Nearly Half Dead, that guy just juiced. That's all he did. He just juiced every day and he was off of everything. And he was fixed within, I think it was 60 or 90 days. And that's because, like you said, he's bringing back the structure. People were like, your your skin's better than ever. And he's like, I'm just drinking juice. And he just kept giving it out to people and all kinds of people. But yeah, that's the thing is nature always provides, you know, and there are solutions. And I know, you know, with all of these topics, I, I already know, you know, we can get so deep and dark in them. And I mean, I remember going through times of just pure darkness, right, of these topics of where you can drive yourself insane. But I've also realized that there's a lot of solutions to it. And we shouldn't just sit there and drive ourselves insane with this stuff. Because you know what, like, for example, like you said, you can go out into nature and it's almost like nothing is going on. And I think that's the part of what nature is trying to show to where if we live in fear and we're always going crazy because of fear, 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 we're just going to destroy ourselves, you know? And I feel like nature's trying to show that when you're out in it because it's trying to calm you down. It's trying to relax you. So, you know, with, with everything that we've talked about in this podcast today, it's both sides and it's important to see both sides, but it's also important not to drive yourself absolutely delusional, you know, because that can happen. And I, and I, I, I went through those phases and I've just started to see that, there are solutions. And if I can fix my health, you know, I hope that these solutions can help fix other people's health as well, too. Especially in the point of getting to like 80
0: or 90% functionality, like so many people are walking around at 10, 20, 30, 40% that getting them to 80 or 90 with some of these basic changes, not keeping the phone on you, You know, turning off the Bluetooth or unnecessary signals, getting rid of the Wi-Fi, having some plants in the house, having a healthier diet, sleeping better, changing your sleeping materials. Uh, That could make a big enough difference where it totally changes your life. You go from 40 to 80, totally changed your life. That's great. But there is a lot we can do. And I think there's a lot we need to do to get to 100, not just in our own lives, but in changing the society. Like, I think now a lot of people... Are getting to the point where we realize that our modern technology is basically harmful that pretty much everything that was sold to us and it was it was sold to us by companies uh, on measures of convenience and stuff like oh these bluetooth headphones now you don't have wires okay they just didn't mention in the commercial that there's also radiation going through your skull Um, cell phones oh cell phone we can be communicating all the time well now we're slaves to it thanks Right. And, and uh, a lot of people are realizing this. They are realizing the direct connection with their depression, their lack of motivation, their lack of having accomplished anything in life, being tied to their time spent on social media, time spent on video games. But even things like video games that are supposed to just be fun and, and more or less harmless, I would say people, from what I can tell, I'm not a gamer, but I listen to people. They say how frustrated they are with modern gaming charging for everything and basically every aspect of our technology has been abused to take advantage of us even from things like deliberate obsolescence where they design things not to have a long shelf life just so we got to keep buying it and then each new version has more radiation you mentioned cars earlier one of the more extreme steps i'm taking in my life is to spend more money on an older car (laughs) an old car
1: I'm well, after to no. buy a classic car that doesn't have any electronics. Well, and they don't, they don't got anything going on in those. And if you go back in time, you know, they used to have cars that ran on water, right? You got a 1976 water car and you got a whole bunch of other cars. So it's like, think of how beautiful that would be, right? Because if it ran on water, you're, you're running it on as pure as it gets, even hydrogen or any of these things, you know, and that's another thing. It's like, you know, maybe the designs in which we've created are not as efficient or effective or safe or anything. And, you know, it's just changed over time. And even like you said, with the games as well, too, right? They have games where, like you said, they're charging or they just the game is broken Mm -hmm. and you can't play the game. Right. Like there's so many things where they're just manipulating those things, which maybe at one time, you know, were a nice thing. But, you know, now it just doesn't make a lot of sense because now with the way society is, you know, using all of this stuff. It's like, maybe it used to be, you know, oh, you just made a phone call. You had your landline, you know, I don't know, your grandma called you once a week or whatever else. It's like, yeah, but now with things being on people or people being on them for, let's say, eight hours or 10 hours a day, it's a totally different story. And that's, yeah, I completely agree with them. And I make
0: my living on this phone and computer, by the way. And I mean, I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I was homeless. Four years ago, I, mean, I don't know if you know this, but when I first started the Towers account, I was living in a boarding house and I was homeless after that until I, got, until I moved up here. So, oh, yeah, a lot of the stuff I've had to implement has been uh, on the cheap and I, I can talk about that. But I wanted to throw a word in here, dynamo, the word dynamo. This used to be a very well-known word. A dynamo is a device that captures electricity from any movement, the movement of water, the, you know, you could connect it to a windmill or... I'm a nerd. Okay. So this morning, before we did this podcast, I forgot you were three hours behind in Phoenix. So I had an extra hour there. I thought you were two hours behind on mountain time, but I was watching this little thing about why we don't have cabooses anymore on trains. And he just happened to mention that, oh, there's electricity in this caboose, right? Well, it's not getting wireless electricity, right? Electricity. It's for the, the little office desk. There's a little light there and stuff. They didn't have refrigerators back then, but the cabin was electrified. How? There's a dynamo connected to the wheel. The wheel spins, it generates electricity. The dynamo converts it. Well, the dynamo makes it into electricity. And that works without power lines. That works without any of this huge transmission systems. And you probably wouldn't know this, by the way. I actually did go to uh, college for energy systems engineering. And I dropped out, but I kept the textbooks and I read them. And I was there long enough to learn that uh, our conventional energy, conventional meaning like oil, oil and coal, gas they 're far more efficient than anything else, like this program was designed around teaching us to become alternative energy engineers, basically windmills and solar panels and they told us it just in year one there that yeah it doesn 't even compare in efficiency wise at all there 's no comparison oil 's just more it 's just more efficient every every way you slice it, no matter what and uh, the only way they can justify switching onto this alternative energy stuff is with the climate change theory and the oil scarcity theory which uh, 15 years later here that uh, those haven't panned out right so i'm um, just saying that we have a huge misdirection debate about energy because we're talking about solar versus oil solar versus oil, uh, windmill versus oil oh the windmill and the solar it's it's unreliable it's expensive it kills birds and uh, all this stuff but the real argument is why aren't we able or allowed to generate electricity at the point of use, at the point of use, why can I not hook a dynamo up to my tap and have that run my hair dryer or my iron, right? Clothes, iron, or wh- whatever electrical device, uh, mixer, hand mixer for the kitchen. Why? These devices existed 100 years ago, more than 100 years ago. These existed. So the, a lot of the problem is the fact that we have centralized. Energy production and distribution. That's the only reason for power lines that stretch from Niagara Falls to Ottawa. It's the only reason for those power lines that stretch from the Hoover Dam to Vegas, right? Massive, massive power lines, and then they have to be stepped down. Remember, you have to generate more than you need because it's being wasted at every stage.
1: Yep. Yeah,
0: and it's wasted whenever you do a transition too. So they step it down, And, and all that's leaking out electricity. And they used to have lower voltage in just your residential lines, and now they're much, much higher. So the problem is magnified and it was never necessary. None of this was ever necessary. It's a government control thing. So when we're talking about awareness, go back to that step one awareness. I think everybody should be aware that we don't need Tesla's mythical wireless energy transmission to be a possibility. We don't need that. It doesn't appear like the ancient world needed that. And it doesn't appear that our... Uh, Pretty immediate predecessors needed that, especially with the use of dynamos, dynamos to harness very readily available energy sources, atmospheric electricity, which is still more of a theoretical thing at this point. But I've seen enough tentative stuff to believe that there's enough energy in the atmosphere to harness and bring it on down here and utilize it again with a dynamo. So there are these possibilities. We're currently not really allowed to utilize them. I mean, we can have our lights run with just a magnet and a coil, right? magnet in the center coil around it that this is like 6th grade science right this will turn on the light bulb why do we have to have centralized energy production and distribution at massive cost massive waste and massive unreliability as well massive risk for unreliability as we saw in Texas a couple of years ago massive power oh, outages oh, no. as we saw in Toronto twice Toronto the 2003 blackout i believe it was uh, which knocked out all the way through New York and Ohio as well millions of people out of power That was in the summer, but then it happened again in Toronto due to an ice storm. It came down as water and it froze really quickly. So it brought down a bunch of trees and they knocked down a bunch of power lines all at once and the whole region was out and it happened to be extremely cold and people died because of that. They brought barbecues in their house and stuff like that. There was a big hospital that was out of power. It it was a big deal. And it was because we use these stupid sticks, these popsicle sticks to hold up these wires, to to maintain the centralized energy system, that's what it really is. And the argument, if you think the difference really is us switching to solar, it's not. That's a misdirection. You can have all the solar panels you want. It's not going to make the difference. There's, an, there's free energy all over the place that yep. you can use a simple, durable machine such as a Dynamo. Very simple, very strong machine. You could plug one in from 100 years ago. It'll still work. Not like a solar panel, not like a windmill, definitely. Windmills are appropriate in some cases, too. When, you, when,
1: you, when you looked at that dynamo, was that the one by John
0: Keeley? I'm not sure. I have a bunch of them saved. I, it's a topic Wonderful. I love. They, they dig them up, old catalogs full of dynamos for everything that you can imagine. They have a dynamo for everything, basically.
1: Was it a, was it a circular ball? Or did it look like that? Yeah, they're circular. You,
0: most of yeah, them were being sold for the tap.
1: That's actually I think what John Keely created because John Keely was 1800s he created the, I think he created the dynamo and that was a device he also talked about which was interesting when he passed away or before he passed away he could turn that device on with just drawing a circle on the wall so that device was actually synced up to him I wonder if it's the same one he created an engine which I believe was called a dynamo as well too and it was an etheric energy uh, engine and he created it in the 1880s and he can basically use his mind to turn it on because it would harvest the atmospheric energy.
0: I think that combination of atmosphere and water is really the key. All civilizations were built on a water source of some kind and it's not just the clean water, the living water from, you know, nature that we need. We need to drink, we need to feed our animals and crops and stuff like that. We need water, but I think it's the movement of the water that allowed us to harness it at every point that we want, any point that we want. It's crazy. Even up here, like the I, I wrote it about this by the way. I have a book that it's kind of obscure. No one knows about it's called Everything the Government Does Is Bad for Us. And I thought it was nuts that in my little town out here, we're so far from any bigger towns or anything like that. We have a power plant here in town. It's a wood burning power plant. They burn wood scraps. There's a lot of logging in this area. We got wood scraps. It's a paper plant down in the next town and whatnot. So we have this power plant. It generates more than enough power for our whole town. Just that's it. And that includes the mines, the gold mines. That part about being on the Canadian shield, it also means that there's lots of minerals. Pretty much every element that you can think of is here to some degree, except for a few of them, like selenium that would be that you need in the soil, not in the rock. But Mm -hmm. I'm saying there's gold up here, there's silver up here, there's nickel, there's cobalt, there's all this stuff, all these exotic minerals up here, but there's enough power at this little power plant to power the whole town, but we can't do that. We're not allowed to do that. We have to plug it into the grid and these massive power lines, and it's it's wasted. It's sent down hundreds of miles away, right? Most of it's lost in in the meantime, and then if we get a power outage here in town, it's because of the grid. It's because something happened with the grid. It's not something that happened with our power station. Our power station isn't powering our town. It's yeah. not. It's being sent down 100, 200 miles down south.
1: It's so, the adapter to the adapter.
0: There are ways for us to get off of this and some of it literally is getting off the grid. And I know that's the deep end. That's the extreme end. But I know we're wrapping up here. Let me throw in some of the things that I did when I was first learning about this because I mentioned I was poor. I lived in a boarding house. So I didn't have many options. One option I had was to cancel my phone plan. I like that option. It saved me money. Lost me a little bit of business. I had a few customers that could never get a hold of me again, but I recovered and now everybody knows that I, I don't have a phone number. That's it. I, I do use Wi-Fi. I do use the, um, the adapter. My adapter just broke, by the way. I'm going to get a better one. I only spent 15 bucks on it. It lasted over a year. It's pretty good, but I'll just buy a good one, like a $60 one. And yeah, I like plugging in the phone. It irritates me less. I have to work on the phone in the morning, especially. It, it's very annoying and it's disturbing. It, it, electrically, it is. And it's, it's annoying psychologically as well, for numerous reasons. It's probably partially because of the light probably partially because we're not designed to talk to 60 people at once. You know, we're not designed to have a lineup of people like these message boxes. They're always full. It's, it's stressful to me
1: psychologically. It takes a lot of energy. No, you're right. And, and that's your brain is working on multiple different spectrums In, instead of like us having a conversation right now where it's just me, you know, addressing you. But yes, it can definitely, that that can also be another thing, which leads to a lot of stress too. Or let's say if you had a hundred notifications, you know, same exact thing, the pinging, the, the, uh, you know, the different topics or whatever it may be that can also play a role or a person with 100 emails, right? If they work at a business and they have a hundred emails and they have a, let's say a, an office job and they have tons of that, that can cause a lot of stress too, because it's, uh, and, and those could be just spam emails. They might not even be work related emails, you know?
0: All of this goes under the topic of technology being overrated, in my opinion. And I hope that the cultural shift is away from it. And I think it is, honestly. There's enough woke or back when woke was a good thing. It meant aware. Uh, there's enough aware people out there uh, that are open to these things. Everything from the linens to the crystals and, and organite and oh, and definitely. structured water. All this stuff is becoming very, very popular. That's very good. So I canceled my phone plan was one of the first things I did save me some money. That's fantastic. Especially crossing borders. It's expensive. I, I wouldn't have had phone service anyways in America, spending half my time. So whatever gone uh, can still do. I, I run a business online still. I uh, haven't had a phone bill in a long time. Great not to have the phone bill. So the phone itself is always turned off. Like the cell service button is always off. Uh, the Wi-Fi will be on if I'm using Wi-Fi. If it's not, if I'm out, I don't even take my phone outside, right? I don't need it. I get peace out in the world. I'm the only one looking up in the world interesting, but I like having that break away from the phone. I don't want to bring the phone out when I'm go grocery <laughs> shopping. All this this should become normal, you know. I have the Bluetooth turned off because I don't own any Bluetooth devices, so there's really only that one button on is Wi-Fi. It's still bad. The phone's still bad, even with none of that going on. By the way, but it's it is minimized. That was one thing I did. Um, I do use tin foil or aluminum foil. Tin foil is better. The tin blocks more than aluminum. The tin foil hat actually is a good idea, yep. but. Uh, I have a smart meter on my house. The company, four years later here, they haven't taken it off. So I've requested it to be taken off. They haven't taken it off. But I put foil, multiple layers of foil behind that on the wall, on the other side of the wall, and then a bookshelf in front of that. So I don't notice anything from that. And even in my bedroom, I also shielded that wall, just my one wall that goes into the rest of the house. It's blocked off with foil and then just fabric over it. Looks a little bit ghetto, but it looks, it's, it's, it looks comfy. It's a comfy room, you know, the fabric on the wall. It's okay. I am taking these next steps in my life to never buy polyester again. That's been a thing only buy cotton now or, or linen. Those are kind of expensive. I'm at a different financial level now. I've, but still it's, it's one thing after another. It's one thing, you know, I've got all these devices on my body. I've got salt lamps all over the place. Lots of people send me organite. I've got organite all over the house. Those Hi. are all relatively cheap things, pyramids. I got two pyramids here. People, people send me this like all the time. Thank you. (laughs) I love it. I'm surrounded by all this organized stuff. That's great. But I know now there's even next levels to go to. Oh, I also wear moccasins, by the way, you mentioned.
1: Nice. That's I forgot about those ones because that's the natural material. Yeah. I'm still cheap. I'm
0: still cheap. I have more money now, but I am still cheap. And I'm looking at some of these like grounding shoes. I'm I'm not paying 200 bucks for for grounding loafers, you know, no. So moccasins made out of, uh, bison.
1: <laughs> yep. uh, I love them. They're I got great. the same exact one. So that's probably what I literally have a, that pair. And then I have another one with a, uh, copper rivet inside of it so that it, it grounds while you touch the ground too.
0: Great. It feels better. Easy. That's such an easy thing to do to just have your feet able to absorb electricity. You do absorb through the feet, by the way, if people didn't know you can absorb um, uh, if you're talking to someone who knows about essential oils, the recommended way to take most essential oils is on the feet. You rub them on the feet on the soles of the feet. So you can absorb a lots through the feet, especially electrical energy. You ever had a foot massage, right? Yep. D- drive you wild. So, so many different nerves and uh, so much is going on in the feet. It's incredible. Yeah. You can absorb energy through the feet and not having plastic shoes on. Yeah, it's great. I'm still working towards just throwing out polyester and never buying it again. That's uh, more of the minor things. I think the bigger thing is going to be th- the serious extreme, which was moving out. I'm still kind of convincing my wife to move further out, get out of town. You know, we live in different countries right now, but we're trying to figure out what we're going to do. I want to build a house that is EMF proof and it does let lots of light in. So I can grow lots of plants inside and that it does far. have metal in the walls. And yeah. out he- here in the country, a tin roof is a status symbol. It- it's like, it might be ghetto in the, yeah. You really just won't even see them in the city. <laughs> Maybe on
1: now they just use, I think it's, I don't even know what they use whatever stuff. The thing is they also used to use copper too. You to have copper roofs back in the day too, because that was another real protective one too, but that one slowly faded out because they started replacing it with usually a, a cheaper materials. Yeah. Copper
0: is very expensive. A very good friend of mine, his family uh, does very good business with copper roofs. They make copper roofs and copper eaves troughs. It's called copper works in, uh, in Toronto. It's, oh, that's uh, all. Awesome. Yeah, that's high end. That's you got to be a, a big timer to get a copper roof, but churches and stuff like that. And yeah, yeah, there's a reason you feel great when you walk into a church. Yep. I, I remember one time in my life I was so depressed. I was living in this town. I didn't have any friends. What am I gonna do? I'm going to church. And I couldn't believe it. I felt amazing just walking into the place. It's it has to do with the, the geometry, the, the way that everything's shaped. I think some of the sacred shapes as well, that's probably too deep for this conversation. but And then the harmonics of everyone singing together. My goodness, that was amazing energy. Uh, it literally gave me the will to go on. Oh, man, how crazy. I was living in a, across the river from a tower there at that point, too, which was haunting me wow. with its blinking light. So these are lots of solutions. I do think the extreme is, I, I'll, I'll pitch it here, considering... The city is going to keep getting worse. It's not going to stop. I'm used to being in a low EMF environment. When I go into a building with 30, 40, hundred or more extra people, I can feel it because of the phones. There's if there's a hundred people in the building, there's a hundred phones in the building and it's absolutely overwhelming. Maybe you can't feel it until you get away from it, but I can definitely feel it now.
1: So yeah, I can, I, can, I can feel it. I I it's I pick up on all that. It's like instantaneous. It's like a It feels like sonar
0: at the end of invisible rainbow. He said something which I think would also sound extreme to a lot of people, but I loved it. He said, we should be getting to the point where it's normal for you to ask your guests to turn their Wi-Fi off before they come in or turn their phone off before they come in or leave it in the mud room or something before they come into the house proper. Um, Just like it's become totally normal for you to not bring a lit cigarette inside someone's house, not light up a cigar in someone's Ooh, house, No, you are right. You're you know? And yeah. uh, I think a lot of people listening might be like, well, that's extreme. If someone asked me to turn off my phone before they came into the house, I don't know how I'd feel about that. Well, I- again, I think we're recognizing that this is harming our human contact majorly anyways. So if you're coming into my house to socialize with me, you don't need your phone. My wife knows that she might not like it that much, but when I'm out, I'm out. I don't have yeah, a phone. That's it. I'll talk to you yep. later. Yep. Wish me luck. Love you. That's how the world used to work. I think you and I are around the same age. Yep. You know, our yep. parents used to say, see you later. That's <laughs> yeah. See yeah. you later.
1: <laughs> Have fun. That's pretty much what it was. Yeah. Wow. Yep. So And you figured it out. You know, you figured it out.
0: I'm nearing that point. I'm nearing that point of uh, banishing it completely and yeah, building... A house where like, I I can build the office to accommodate the computer modules, the monitor, uh, sorry, the tower, because it's EMF. I'm sitting beside it right now, by the way. We have a tiny little mining house here. It's not optimally set up at all, but we're doing our best. But I've got baking sheets between the tower, the computer tower, and myself. It's just the one thing that I can minimize it. I told you I was poor when I started this. What do I use? Baking sheets behind the the fridge wall or you know, uh, one place the fridge was in this little cubby. I just lined the whole side of it with baking sheets, right? Easy doesn't completely eliminate it, but it minimizes it big time. If you can focus on the room that you sleep in and the other room that you spend the most time in, that will be the best. You know, when your fridge compressor is going, you're, it's not really going to be able to avoid that. If you're going to have a fridge me, I would like to compartmentalize the house situation as much as possible so that any devices are kind of all located together they're all wired into internet but they're all in some sort of protective housing like even a fridge it's easy to have a protective housing this could be done on the manufacturing level too by the way japan and europe japan and europe are way ahead of us there's way more consumer demand for things like magnetic beds grounding beds and devices that have shields in them It, it usually is as simple as that shielding that Hey, Full the French enough. gives off uh, this EMF. to Put a shield there. It doesn't also, need to give with, off a signal.
1: With that too, as well on that topic, there was a document I saw. It was uh, recently where they showed that the limits that they allow in America and in Canada are ten thousand times higher than what they allow in the EU and in Asia. So that's another big thing right there too. Because if you think about like that, if they allow ten thousand times more radio frequencies right then they can crank things up a lot more than like even where you were saying let's say in the eu where there's maybe tighter regulations or they say you know we're going to lower this or we won't allow that it's like that's something else people have to be aware of because you know they might go to europe and take a vacation and be like oh you know i feel great over here and it's also because well there's a legislation or rule against allowing that much frequency to come out that's kind of what obviously what we need as well right because it's kind of like the wild, wild west of frequencies. And to obviously take it a step further is these telecommunication companies are also not liable for lawsuits, right? They're under that. They have an indemption. I think it's called an indemption clause or whatever it is so that they can you know, not be sued. So that's another big thing that just like you said, that people should be aware of with these things. But yes, in Europe and Asia, I mean, they're with frequencies and everything they, and magnets and, and jade and ivory and all these uh, different stones and things. They're, they're very in tune with those things.
0: Well, this was another one of the reasons I stopped paying the phone bill. It's not just to lower my EMF I was part of it. And I, I didn't want to pay the bill either, whatever. But uh, I didn't want to pay these companies. I don't want to give them the money. They're doing <laughs> bad things with the money. They're building this crazy infrastructure that isn't necessary. I don't know if people realize that these cell phone towers, it's not for cell phone service. It's not so you can make calls, mobile calls. It's not so you can send SMS messages. It's so you can have data. It's so you can have internet. That's what these cell phone towers are. That's the primary problem. I know that Furstenberg is hardcore on everything from radio to, yeah, cellular, like actual cell signals. Now, I would say that if we kept those, the world will still be a way better place. But we could also do radio on hardwire for the most part. I, I believe that it should be a, a detailed engineering conversation, but I also don't believe we need mobile phones. I don't, the life is not necessary with them. I run a business that's busy and we are busy, but we do it w- without wireless. I don't need data when I'm out. I don't need to tweet when I'm driving. I don't need to watch movies when I'm driving. I don't need to be on Instagram when I'm waiting for a train, you know, things in life that, that used to be moments between things time that we had as a break time that we had to just look at other people, you know, people watching used to be a term. People used to, let's just go out to the park and people watch, sit there and watch people and we'll just sit there, engage with the world, have a break between the one thing you do and the next thing you do. You know, it seems like a little bit of a rant, but in many ways, life was better. I don't want to make the case that everything's better in the past and the modern world just sucks. No, I think we should act more like the Amish. A lot of Amish people live up here in the North and, contrary to what a lot of people think they don't outlaw technology completely what they do is they get together through their whole community and even they meet with other communities and they talk about what the benefits might be to them what the benefit what the pros and cons of every technology is going to be so for example maybe not everyone in the community has a phone but maybe the community has a phone yeah outsiders can phone them and we we can call amish willy for our tin But it's not his phone. We have to leave a message. He'll call us back. They're not saying technology is the devil. We're never going to use it. We're going to evaluate what is better for us as people, as families, as communities. For them, a big question is, does this bring us closer or further away from God? Uh, Maybe we don't need to ask that. But I would say, yeah, what does it do for our life, Does this technology? And mobile cell phones, I'm saying they're they're not necessary. They're not enhancing very many lives. If anything, the ones who look like they're winning on it like the bikini models on Instagram and stuff, I am not certain that their life is better. I'm not certain that they are happier with this life than they would have been in some simpler life. Not to make simpler sound boring in any way, but this overstimulation, this drunk on information, this drunk on the ability to look up anything, including porn, big conversation right now, you know, basically destroying a lot of guys, the open access to porn, the open access to entertainment, you know, taking people away from doing anything with their own lives, (laughs) you know, watching other people uh, spending all their time on Netflix, all the time on all these social medias, nothing left for themselves. Well, the Amish would have had this conversation and said, ah, this looks like it does. It's not worth it. Our horses are doing a good job out there. I don't know if this uh, tractor is that worth it. The salesman says it makes our job easier and it looks like it does, but it also looks like it breaks down every couple of seasons (laughs) that's true. <laughs> right.
1: You know, it yeah, also no, looks and,
0: like it comes with new challenges,
1: and that and that's the thing is you know we can use technology for like you said like the ability to access information or books in which we talked about right like even the John Keely and the Dynamo and all those things we can use it for that but when it does begin to consume or take over everything then that's that's the issue and like you said where your whole body is linked up to you know thirty different devices telling you when to breathe when to drink when to you know, sip a glass of water, you know, then this, that you're no longer a human, you're becoming a robot. We have to have balance with everything. It's and, no you know,
0: fun, man. It's no fun. You, you remember writing down directions on a piece of paper or on nice your hand you do. And, Still do it, yeah. and, and, and getting lost a little bit and yeah, it, it being okay, yeah. being okay. You got yeah. a little story. Yeah. You, you were engaged at I'm, least.
1: I still do it. I did it the other day and I was like, "Well, the street is closed. How am I going to figure it out?" And I'm like, "You know what? I'm going to go through this parking lot." <laughs> and I just did. And uh I went through it and I was like, "Oh, see, they lied." You know, they just didn't want you going through their parking lot. But, you know, back in the day, I used to I used to do a lot of uh, pizza deliveries and things like that, and it was like you had to figure it out, you know? You got to figure it out.
0: I mean, part of li- we're problem-solving machines. but Part of life is solving problems. Having this technology <laughs> Uh, no, it's true pitched at us like all this technology all this saves us time this solves this problem for us Well, what do we got left we got nothing left to fulfill us and we're agitated at the cellular level from these devices this is a double true. whammy i think yes. the social thing is probably what's going
1: to make the revolution happen though if anything yes, yes. I, I think and that's, that's why where they, the rising tide is i was going to say that's why they fear social media as much as it's happening because i see so many eyes awakening to so many topics that we've talked about on this podcast today and so many others, but just so much so fast. And I feel like, yes, it is the, like you said, the rising tide of the nonsense because every single thing of all the lies from, you know, supposedly running out of water, you know, to the weather stuff, to whatever, everything is all coming to fruition and everything's coming out. And yeah, people are starting to realize, like, I think I've been lied to on every level possible, including our energy. And like you said, like efficiency, like even with the, you know, the efficiency of the solar panels and the windmills and all the other stuff. And it's like, you know, it's the, the only thing that didn't happen, like, say, 10 or 20 or 30 or even 40 years ago is not everybody could see the information at the same time right? Like if, for example, if someone wrote a book, only the person, the people who had access to that book would have that information. But now somebody can do a book reading, right? And that video could, let's say, get, I don't know, let's say 20 million views. And then that now can just change everything overnight. That's and completely think,
0: part of the culture at that point. It's part of Yeah,
1: the yes. And like you said, then people then start to think, well, hmm, Maybe this isn't the best idea we've been doing, you know, and we're seeing that even with, you know, people supporting, let's say, I don't know, big corporations and people not doing that anymore because people just realizing why am I going to give them any money, you know, or like you said, getting your own land and starting your own little homestead and doing your own thing. That's that's happening more and more each day, every single day. And I've seen that grow tremendously in the last couple of years, too. So, yeah, I mean, the, the social media is the. in in my opinion, even us, just me and you communicating, as I'm in, you know, Arizona, and you're up in Canada, and we're we're miles away, but we're communicating, we're talking about like minded ideas, like minded solutions, you know, that's powerful. Because back in the day, I would have to drive up to you by you, come find you out in the woods, and we'd have to somehow make friends, you know, and then somehow be on the same wavelength at the same time. And that would be a little challenging, you know, so the, the beautiful part of what's happening now. And that's why I, I, I see technology as this other side as well, is that we can connect and bring out the information and it can go faster to, to bring awareness faster than ever, you know, because we didn't have that. And it's just, yeah, there's, there's, there's parts of it. That we have to do everything. Like you said, everything is just balance. If we don't have balance, we just will lose ourselves. And then just we lose society at the same time. So I think I think I think that's how I see it as as a whole. At the beginning of this, I said that you're a, a great
0: voice in this movement, and what you just said uh, really backs that up. Uh, we do need rationality and 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 peace and some plans here as well. It's not going to be easy. Uh, even the homestead thing, like you mentioned, yeah. Without this technology, we wouldn't be learning all this. Let's appreciate the benefits huh. that it has it given us, be. but also appreciate the challenge of getting away from it. The whole homestead thing. To me, it's a last resort. I always lean towards the anarchist philosophy when I was a young man. And one of the most common arguments against that, that anything I would bring up, you know, people would say, well, just go live in the forest if you don't like society. And I already mentioned, we actually ended up living in the forest. That was, (laughs) that that was where we went. But it shouldn't be that way. You know, I am sort of jealous if we are to believe the hidden history that there is these, big monumental cities that they had all this energy stuff figured out and you just when you lived in these cities you would have access to all that stuff for free you know the good energy the good vibes in the atmosphere so to speak but also the electricity potentially that's the theory there but yeah, i'm jealous that they're able to do this on a societal level because without more serious political action unfortunately i don't think anything's going to be done about the large things the the hoover dams and the the
1: big electrical, big electrical things. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The big solar fields. I I don't think that's changing. I don't think the cell phone towers are changing. I don't know how many people listening here have ever considered getting out of the cities, but I would make the case for it. The goal of this isn't to have homesteads to ourselves. I don't want to live completely isolated from society. It would be much better to have a society that didn't kill us (laughs) with all the poison food and the, you know, I drive into the city. I feel like I'm entering the bubble as soon as I can see that i'm entering it right it's a bubble i can't escape it no longer so all of that is going to take such massive effort that i do think we should move out to the country there's enough room in the country and even in in my province alone you could literally fit everybody as they say everybody could fit in texas well then you could fit here too that's true no we're not running out of water there's more lakes up here than there are people maybe i'm not correct on that but there's a lot of water there's a lot of lakes there's a lot of rivers there's aquifers everywhere and all this stuff and if you wherever you are if you do get into an unorganized township you might as well tell the people this if you go into an unorganized township you get away from these regulations the way that they get you is because you already live connected to the grid so your house already has a wire going to the pole or going to the underground box if you live in one of those neighborhoods you're already connected so they already got you so if you're going to put a windmill or a solar panel or anything a dynamo, you might get arrested for. But if you're going to put some sort of energy device on your house, they force you to put it back into the grid. They force you to participate yep. in the grid system. Yeah. You have to be outside of a town, or it's a structure that's not connected to the grid. Maybe you have a big backyard or something like that. Those are the only places that you can use a solar panel for th- that use. Or if it's made a small one that's made to charge phones, like at the camping store and stuff like that. But getting off of the grid, like this, is one of my goals. I still live in town. We do have property out there in the bush. It's not habitable yet. We need water. We have to tap a well. Uh, We have to decide what we're going to do about electricity. Maybe we want one pole connected, one building connected. I don't don't know. We haven't figured it out yet. Heat, you need stoves. You need, right? A lot of stuff. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of money. I'm trying to bribe my wife saying, if you you let us go more into the woods, then I'll, I'll build you a very, very nice house. Basically, that's the bribe. So it's not something that is in the grasp of everybody, but I think everybody should consider it uh 2020 proved that most of us don't actually need to go into the office if you still work remotely a lot of people already have moved they moved out of cities but getting even further out i think is uh what i'm going to do to get further away not just from the emf that's out there now but the emf that will be out there in 10 and 20 years unless something politically is done i don't mean to sound doomsday i think there's a lot of hope in this conversation there is a lot of things you can do to make your home better you you can block big sources you can distance yourself from major sources, especially the ones that you deliberately put on your body. You can throw away all the Bluetooth stuff. You can throw away a lot of appliances and stop buying them and just admit, it's hard to admit, but you can just admit, hey, I made a mistake on this purchase. This purchase actually, I don't need it. It's not, it's not worth it. A lot of people are stuck on these things. Hey, I paid 500 bucks for these AirPods or whatever they cost. And uh, what do I do? Throw them out. Throw them out. Don't give them to somebody unless you hate that person. You can send them, send them to Justin Trudeau if you like, but, you know, throw them away. Just get rid of the LED lights. Uh, people say, oh, I'll wait till mine burn out and buy new ones. Throw them away. Oh, yeah. Throw them away. Yeah. Replace them, all this stuff. And it's going to cost a lot of money to fully get away from it. But I guess the final note here, you started this by saying your health was sort of what brought you into this. I've noticed this a lot. Years ago, I started collecting essays and answers from people to put into a book called Good Morning Babylon, Stories of Awakening. Just a bunch of stories of some people who are very out there and some people who are just kind of uh, timidly in a, around the truth genre. I was surprised to see how many of those stories started with health. I had a health scare. My mom had a health scare. Someone had a health scare and it brought them into the truth, the truth of information. It's. I don't think it's a coincidence is what I'm saying. And the whole money thing, It's worth bringing in there because if you're an enlightened, woke person, you've probably also been indoctrinated that money is bad and that money is the reason for a lot of the problems in the world. Meanwhile, it's not money, it's government. (laughs) It's the people that produce the money. I would say it's government. That's really the the main reason for most of the world's problems. But it's your health and your wealth. Those are the two things that will get you your freedom, right? You, You can't buy health. Some of the things cost money, but you, you can't buy freedom. You need both of these things. You need your health and your wealth, and then you're free. You're not dependent on the system to keep you alive, right? So a lot of these billionaires and stuff, they're, they're living on hospital care. Basically, they're living on borrowed time. They're dependent on their health uh, to the system. So you can get away from that. You can get away from all the medical costs. And this is literally, this is not a pipe dream here. Most disease in the world is a direct result of nutrient deficiencies, processed foods, And the modern environment, which EMF, I think, is the top thing in there. You've got EMF, you've got the ions, you've got air pollution, you know, that's all the environmental stuff. That's the stress of our lifestyles, our lifestyles uh, in the modern world, not really being suited to our proclivities, you know, our proclivities to to grow and to master things and all this stuff. We're being scrambled around in the modern way of life. That all is in the environmental category. And we can exhibit some control over that and change our lives. We really can. There's so many people who are doing it now, but the way that they're doing it is by their health and their wealth. It's not free out there. Told you, I tried to live out there in the woods. First of all, we would have died if we stayed in the in the winter. Winter was coming, we left. We knew we were not going to make it. And we know now, I know now, that it is actually going to cost me more money than I ever considered spending to make my life impervious to... All these assaults, right? I live in a place deliberately. There's no chemtrails here. There we're surrounded by unorganized townships. If I choose, I can build what I need there. And I can afford to buy what I need off of society as well. That is the key. You know, being uh free and unhealthy, I promise, take it from me. It's not worth it. And being rich and unhealthy is also not very worth it. You need both of these things to be able to conquer this, especially if you're taking anybody with you, right? Who wants to go live in the bush with you? Living in the bush is real hard. You know, we didn't yep. have running water, right? <laughs> yep. Running water, no running water. Tough times out there. My wife's not going to be up for that. It's going to cost money to get set up properly. But fortunately, mm. there's so many different technologies out there. Not far out ones like dynamos, although hopefully some engineers are listening. Let's bring the dynamo back. I don't think they're going to be able to control that. unless they start doing raids on houses, making sure you're not using dynamos. Yeah, we can, we can implement a lot of these things. And we can get away from so much of this stuff. It's not easy. Living in the city is the hardest. As long as I'm able to, I'm going to keep trying to convince people to consider life outside of the system because in many ways, the modern city, the modern suburb is simply synonymous with the system, right? You can't eat in the city or the suburb unless you go to the store and you buy the food. You can't turn on your tap unless you pay for the water. It's not just the money. You're also paying for stagnant, dead water with chemicals, pharmaceuticals in it, all kinds of stuff in it, biological waste in it, whatever. (laughs) Paying for dirty electricity that's also killing you. I'm just saying there's a lot of other options. It is overwhelming. I know it's overwhelming, but I thank you, Matt, for coming on here and sharing a lot of what you know. I really like the way you explained a lot of things and I'm pretty much closed out here. I've pretty much said everything I need to say. So would you please... Tell us all more about where people can find,
1: what you do, what you sell, how people can support you, and what's next for you? Of course. So they can find us on CultivateElevate.com, and we have all of the information in which I've talked about with the solutions and different ideas. We have a lot of different superfoods on our page as well, too. Things like Dragon's Blood, Pearl Powder, Shilajah, everything to get the cellular health going again. That's kind of what I'm all about, trying to find, like, we talked about the solutions on that. We also have a Telegram channel, uh, and we're also on YouTube and Instagram. You can find that at Cultivate Elevate, and we have all of those different channels. And we have people come into our Telegram channel, and they just sit and chat and ask questions or show their gardens, talk about whatever, they're, you know, if they, whatever topics that we're talking about as well, too. Very community-based, right? Have everybody just chatting together so that they can make friends. Like we have people, for example, who are up in Canada, who make friends with other people in Canada. So it's a, it's a, it's a great thing there. And then as for what I'm working on next, I'm working on a book with electroculture and some more products that are related to healing and then doing some stuff that's like related to filtration with water and structuring water and some different antenna ideas for electroculture. So uh, just, yeah, trucking along, trying to come up with more ideas and more things to amplify healing and just Put out, like I said, more solutions so that we can have things that to fix and help counter the nonsense. Because, you know, like I said, when I had my health issues, I didn't know what it was. And so that's why I kind of try to share my story like we're doing today, even in this. And I thank you for letting me even come on here and talk. But just to be able to share, you know, my story because I didn't know what the issue was. And I just said, and thought like, I don't know, maybe I'm getting a little older and, you know, I'm having sleeping issues, but then it just obviously was so getting worse and worse and worse and worse. And it's like, okay, there's clearly something wrong. And when I started getting into this topic, you know, and started understanding things, I started going, okay, there's much more to that. And people need to be aware of this one because, you know, they can sit and like you said, they can tell you it's genetic or whatever, you know, your, I don't know your lineage of whatever, but it, really could just be the frequencies that are impacting your terrain and we need to definitely be aware of everything in which we're consciously bringing into our home and into our terrain very very well said
0: and um this is the last question i know we've kind of signed off here what do you think about these uh these water receptacles that have the conical bottom and then the spout coming out of the bottom so it it forces the water to go through a vortex
1: basically oh yeah those are amazing that's actually Victor Schauberger's work of understanding vortexes and when water goes through a vortex it begins to structure because it goes through an anomaly where it pretty much levitates so it uh, it begins to levitate as it goes through a spiral so those can actually be really beneficial and he used to do those with copper actually and he could clean up water clean up ponds and structure water all at the same time just using that simple spiraling vortex so they're actually very, very uh, beneficial. And and the person can just, even if they want, they could actually do it even too with like a hose, right? And put it into a into a spiral. You know, there's, there's a lot of DIY ways you can do it too, you know, or you can stir your water or drinks, for example, with a wooden spoon or a silver spoon or a copper spoon. And that can also create the spiraling vortex to structure your water as well. And I know I said last comment already, but...
0: I worked in a chemistry lab at one point, we go out and collect seawater samples, and then we'd have to run those samples, see what's in those samples. So you split them up in a bunch of vials, you put different reagents in it, depending on it the chemical that reacts and changes the color of the thing, depending on what you're looking for. And my point is, when we were looking at things like chlorophyll, and I'm pretty sure it's the same for vitamins, we didn't work with vitamins, but I'm pretty sure it's the same for at least some vitamins. If we failed to centrifuge it, I mean, if we failed to spin it around very fast, before we ran the sample, our data would be messed up. The sample would run low. It would say that there's less chlorophyll in it than there actually is in it because the centrifuge basically wakes it up. It's not just a a sediment thing, actually. We've we've prepared these samples so that it should be even distribution. We're not worried about it settling down or anything like that. It's a pretty well-figured out thing, and it's just very, very well known that if you don't spin it around... You're going to mess up your samples. So I've always been spinning around my water for for years and years. Yeah, either keep a chopstick in it or just spin it around in in the jar. And uh, I think this is where I'd like to go in the future, too. Just, you know, reiterating that this is another thing. It's kind of expensive. It's going to be at least a few hundred bucks for a fancy glass receptacle uh, that vortexes your water when it comes out. But the whole family can use it and it's permanent. These things are collectible collectible. They're not consumable. You don't need to buy these things every month. So I've been collecting if, these things for years.
1: I wonder if that's why they spin the blood before they look at it under a microscope.
0: I would bet it's the same thing. I've never worked with blood, but I would bet it's the exact same thing. If you don't spin it, it'll measure low,
1: whatever you're looking at. Huh. See, you learn something new every day. That's pretty much what it is. Yeah. That's <laughs> stuck with me for years. It's very interesting. Huh. Well, now, now it makes sense. I mean, I knew it about water and, and, and certain, even like your coffee and your drinks and things, but yeah, that, that would make perfect sense. Very cool. So
0: there's still even a lot to, we could discuss. I think I'd like to have you back in the future. I'm about, I'm about a month behind on editing right now, a few, uh, a few episodes behind. But I think this was a great talk. I really, really appreciate you coming on. I think you explained a lot of things really, really well. And oh, you just have the perfect voice for editing later. I, I'm more into the editing than anything.
1: I'm like, man, you can make some clips with this guy's voice. I like it. I like it. That's all about it, all about it. And yes, I I used to, in the gym days, I used to yell at people and get them pumped up. So it's kind of the same thing. Now it's just speaking and talking about things. It's a little different.
0: (laughs) Well, I really appreciated it. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, everybody, for listening, especially if you listened all the way through. You are amazing. We'll see everybody next time. Till next time. Take care. All right, guys. I hope you appreciated that talk as much as I did. One of my favorite podcast episodes here, actually. Most of you guys are on Spotify, so remember, of course, to follow this podcast. We post many interesting talks like this. I've got many interesting guests lined up in the future. And I post a lot of audiobooks and other lectures that I like and that have helped me improve my life. Of course, remember, you can always find more from me, my books that I've written, the free versions of my books, all of my social media pages. All of that is on my website, noticebooks.org. Once again, it's spelled notus, notusbooks.org. And continuing my new tradition here to wind us all down after fairly serious talks, most of them. At the very end here, I'm going to share a song, whichever song is on my mind. And today that song is It's All in the Game by the late, great Merle Haggard. Hope you enjoy. Appreciate you. Until next time. Many a tear has to
2: fall, but it's all in the game, all in the wonderful game that we know as love. You had words With him And your future's Looking dim But those things
1: Your heart can
2: rise Above Once in a while he won't call But it's all in the game Soon he'll be there at your side With a sweet bouquet And caress your waiting fingertips And your heart Your heart will fly Oh be there at your side with a sweet bouquet and he'll kiss your lips and caress your waiting fingertips and your heart Your heart will fly Uh Up